This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode number 208, and what a controversial week. Or, I wouldn't, I don't even want to say controversial. I just want to say... I mean, depends on which way you're looking at it. Yeah, I just want to say, like, what a... I don't even know what word to describe this past week in professional wrestling. Eventful? Uh, not even eventful, but I'm your host, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter, of course, at BTTG161, even though nobody ever knew follows, but I appreciate those who do follow me. I'm also joined by David. You can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. Uh, Dave, how are you doing? I am doing excellent. How about yourself? How are you doing? I am doing awesome, as always. I... Just uh, just finished watching the WWE 24 documentary, so a little. Oh, yeah. How was it? A, a little emotional, just a little bit. What was emotional about it? Man, they had Connor, they had Ultimate Warrior, mm-hmm. they had Undertaker's final match, which I mean doesn't really compare to both of those two things, but yeah, man, that's yeah, a, it's, no, it's I... a good thing to watch. You should definitely uh, everyone should. So check what was it? Out. Just like taking you backstage. Um... Yeah, and they did that. They released on uh, the WrestleMania 20 DVD one time. They released something similar to this. But uh-huh. it followed from WrestleMania 19 followed, uh, I think it was Nash, Stone Cold, and somebody else maybe. Mm-hmm. So it was cool for WrestleMania 19 leading up to that. What did they show in regards to uh, Undertaker? Oh, they just showed him getting ready for his match. And then after the match, Vince, oh, I need, uh, I need uh, help back here. So tons of people rushed and then... Michael Hazen, I think John Cena rushed there too, but they didn't actually show Taker go into an ambulance. Uh-huh. They didn't actually show anyone in the ambulance or getting into an ambulance or him. So in really, front of- they just they just performed a, an ang- they kept with the angle. A little. I have no idea. I don't know. Maybe maybe Undertaker did go to the hospital and stay overnight. Who knows? I mean, maybe they just didn't want to break kayfabe. That's but yeah, even I still, no um, I saw that one picture of Vince and Undertaker hugging each other. And there's just like, I feel like how they say a picture's worth a thousand words, and this picture is just like... I think it's worth a million words. No, I kind of think it's like, there's not really much you can say about it. I feel speechless when I see something like this. Seeing something like an idol that uh, you watched growing up, hugging, being embraced by the uh, the owner the owner of the promotion. It was just like, I don't yeah, know. I, I, definitely, I think Vince McMahon's a little bit more than an owner of the promotion at this point. I I think that in regards to their relationship, it's more of a father son relationship, or at least I would assume so. Yeah, it's Undertaker basically hugging God. Excuse me. Vince McMahon is the god of wrestling. Uh, um, There's no I, way around that. I don't know. You should be tossing around that God. Why? I talk. Why? Um, people say gods. Um, but I do see being a well. What you don't see it as a father son? No, it's father son. But I'm saying Vince McMahon. You said like oh, the, just the owner of. WWE. I just don't like tossing around that word. Um, but yeah, no, like they have the father son relationship. Undertaker's been with the Vince McMahon for so long. I'm sure they know the ins and outs of each o- of each other. <laughs> well, not like that. 
Scott, why do you laugh at that? Because yeah, I heard you already about to start correcting yourself. Yeah, but why in would my you head. laugh at that? Because that's because you're like, oh, the ins and outs of each other. Yeah, but um, I, I liked on the doc. Are you done speaking about Taker? Yeah, or no. Yeah. I was gonna say that I liked on the documentary when uh, Cody Rhodes went up to Warrior to introduce himself. He's like, "Hi, I'm Cody Rhodes." He goes, "No, no, no I recognize the face." It's like because it's he's got that Dusty Rhodes face. Does he? Basically, he looks like Goldust and Cody Rhodes. Uh, what's his name? Dusty. I don't know. They they all look like their family. How many people do you think Undertaker, uh, Ultimate Warrior, said that to you that night? I don't know. They they also showed Rob Van Dam going up and saying what's up. But they mm-hmm. are, they know each other, of course. Yeah, it was cool seeing like warriors walking around. He's like, "Oh, hi, Jerry," talking to Lawler and everything. So you see the insight of him coming back, and then they aired that that <laughs> segment with Hogan, and where Hogan apologizes. And Lawler I want to kind of talk to uh, talk to Matt about it when he uh, see like uh, Zack Ryder. I want to see if he met Ultimate Warrior, like if he had an experience with Ultimate Warrior because yeah, he was didn't he? he grew up a big fan. Didn't didn't Warrior go up to him and say that he liked the uh, the gimmick? The uh, I don't know the Ultimate Broski thing. I'm not too sure. I think he said that he does Ultimate Broski better than or Ultimate Warrior better than he did Ultimate Warrior. I don't know. I, I don't recall, but I'm just I'm curious at that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So very cool. Anything else going on? No, that's uh. That's about, that's about it. it. That's about it. Yeah. All right, so let's get down to the questions, comments, and all that fun stuff. First one is from John Griffin. Um, he wrote, There is one way to save Mania. Between now and Fastlane, have Seth Rollins cash in with the authorities' help at Fastlane. Have him retain against Lesnar, but be attacked by Ambrose afterwards. Next, Ambrose is continually uh, continually taunts and acts... Um, Attacks both Rollins and Reigns and plays. I'm sorry, I have to make, enlarge the font. It's too. Hold on. Squint harder. <laughs> there we go. Um, da, 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 taunting attacks both Rollins and Reigns and plays to the egos and bringing up their history as the Shield. Play to the crew. Uh, play to the crowd to make them want a Shield three-way match as the main event. He begins interfering in their matches. And begins a true chaotic neutral force. He attacks without reason and truly is lunatic. Forget Dean Ambrose. He brings back the persona, if not the name, of John Moxley and his true psychotic nature. Eventually, considering him too much of a threat to both of them, both Rollins and Reigns demands uh, demand e- Ambrose be added to the Mania match so he can be in the position they can control. Um. <laughs> I don't know about you. I just I don't think that this is a good idea. No, I don't want to see that. Yeah, I mean, no offense to to John Griffin. Um, I don't. Yeah, it may be entertaining, but you still have. That's more of a SummerSlam match to me. Yeah, I can't see this really headlining WrestleMania. Um, I don't think that many. Maybe the IWC would have boners about it, but I don't see it really grabbing uh, the the enlarged group of pro uh, pro wrestling fans. And then the stuff with uh, John, John Moxley is gone. He's not going to be in WWE. But he doesn't say, but he doesn't say, he says, if not the name, then the character of Moxley. I can't see them really going that extreme with uh, John, like to uh, that sort of a level. 
just because you still have to teeter on the, I mean, John Moxley was far from PG. Uh, so I really, I don't see that happening at all. Yeah. What's your thought on this? Yeah, I definitely don't see that at all. But there's always time in WWE where, like, if you think back to the time for, what was it, 2000, when Triple H faced, it was supposed to face Mankind, and then Mankind's like, nah, you're getting Cactus Jack. Mm-hmm. So think of that. But then Moxley, like, it's it's like a switch that Dean Ambrose... Yeah, but like, it's also... I mean, that, starts it was, working more extreme, work, working harder. I, I don't see... Dean Ambrose is John Moxley to me. Yeah, but he's not... He hasn't reached that level of character that Moxley put out. I don't so, know. There's, but there's always, there's always time in WWE. Like, it's still young in his career. Young enough, at least. I I think he's I think Dean Ambrose doesn't have to increase or decrease anything. I think that he's at a very uh, happy medium right now, and there's no reason for him to intensify his uh, his demeanor. I think that his demeanor right now, from his in ring reactions to his out uh, to his promos, I think that they are dead on for his character, and I don't think there's any reason to uh, um, increase it. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Andrew F. submits a question or a comment, probably. Uh, hey, guys, it's me dropping by real fast. Just wanted to say that while Roman Reigns might not be ready, I do think he will make a star. Having said that, the whole buildup, the booking of the Rumble match, and the current champion make me cringe. I'll start by saying I love Lesnar as champ, uh, it'd be great if he were there more, but he makes must-see television. But the fact that we are going to have to deal with Roman Reigns somehow beating the guy that ended the streak, squashed John Cena, and won at the Royal Rumble is crazy. Lesnar will be a major face at Mania with that crowd. The booking of the Rumble, for the most part, was awful, with my favorite part being Bubba Ray. The final three or four being Reigns, Rusev, Kane, and Big Show is insulting to us. No way in hell the other three had a remote shot. Here's what I would have done at the Rumble with a follow-up. It should have been Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns, and the underdog Dolph Ziggler with a returning Randy Orton. One night on Raw, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns scrap and Reigns lands a spear on him. The authority tells Rollins to capitalize and cash in, and he unsuccessfully and become uh, and he is unsuccessful and becomes frustrated with the authority. Then have a standoff between Rollins and Reigns right after in the back. Next, maybe have Ambrose go on a stretch of losing matches. Maybe even have a huge upset loss at Mania earlier on. During the main event, Lesnar has the upper hand when the ref gets knocked out. Have Rollins rush down. Look at Reigns, attack Lesnar. Next, the locker room spills out with the guys trying to salvage the match. When all, that, when all that's left in the ring is Lesnar, Reigns, Rollins, and Ambrose, triple powerbomb, Reigns is champ, maybe even a heel reaction to the Shield. Thanks for reading this. It's definitely flawed because I came up with it real quick. Tell me what you guys think. The number two mark, Andrew F., uh, first, let me say that uh, if I kind of feel like 
yeah, Brock will be a f- cheered at WrestleMania, and Reigns will probably get booed. But uh, yeah, I kind of. I, I mean, if, if if there was sort some sort of Shield reunion type of thing, I don't see them getting booed as much as because Dean Ambrose is so heavily cheered. I kind of feel like it's yeah. Not, it's, it's I don't think it's going to really change much. Um, and I do see that Lesnar is going to be the the face of at WrestleMania. And Reigns is going to be that heel. But that's okay. That happened once before. I mean, do, do you want to come speak about this now? What? About the overall, our thoughts and stuff like that on uh, on this outcome? No, we'll save that. Okay. But I'm just saying, like, it's it's happened before where, like, SummerSlam 2002, everyone went in. Everyone knew The Rock was leaving for Hollywood. Everyone knew Brock was going to become champion, so... Well, not they didn't know for a fact, but Brock came in and he was the heel. Nassau Coliseum, everyone cheered Brock. Everyone was booing The Rock. So it, I kind of see it being like one of these situations. I think they need to do a double switch. Um, what I was just talking about, but... No, that wasn't really an intentional double switch, though. But it doesn't... It, I mean, like it, it's still like an intentional. Switch. Like, I, they need a... Uh, Steve Austin versus Bret Hart kind of a deal. Or Stone Cold versus The Rock. Yeah. When Vince McMahon was involved. Yeah. I think it was WrestleMania 18. Mm. Next question is from Frank. Since you two are related, do you have any funny stories or something from growing up? Um, There's a few. I mean, not, not too many. I barely hang out with him. What do you mean you barely hang out with me? <laughs> right off the um, bat, I have to say that us being... uh. Us, us doing uh, family matters as as children. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> um, Everyone wanted to be. Urkel. There was a there was a picture, but I don't know where it is. Of us being Urkel. Yeah. Well, I hope you find that. Because <clears throat> tight. Jeez, thank good. You, thank you. Um, everyone, like, everyone wanted to be manners. Urkel except for me. I think I wanted to be. Uh, what's the guy's name? The brother. I can't think of his Eddie? name right now. Yeah, I, I think I wanted to be Eddie. Um. We used to play Manhunt a lot. Yeah, you guys ever play Manhunt? That's a great game. Yeah, and I, I was always the best at that. I would just, I would literally just lay down in the middle of the street and nobody would see me. I would just show I up as a shadow. I remember you doing that. There would yeah. be times, like, Brent's <laughs> not even joking. Like, he would lay down right in the street and I'd be like, what? Dude, that was my move for everything. We would play football. I would just lay down and people would, like, be so confused and I would get touchdowns and everything. Yeah, that, just that, that's, not, the street. that's not legal, though, is it? Mm-hmm. Like, if I pull that shit out of the NFL, is that legal? As long as you don't cross the line of scrimmage when you're laying down. Dude, everyone should do that. Everyone goes, boom, instantly into that, and then, boom, run. Um, playing, what else? Playing with the uh, your all of your action figures. I remember your Jacks figures. I remember I, one time I uh, came over to your house, and, and I brought my whole ring and everything. And we were outside in the grass playing. I kind of Do you remember, remember that? And then I like I was singing like the theme songs and everything. I remember when you uh, you you got Brandon had to you guys had to relocate because your house got flooded, I believe, what? and um, a long time ago where you and Zach were living in like the attic, I think, or we never lived in an attic. No, we weren't living in the <laughs> attic, but like you had like your toys. Um, it wasn't a room. It was when you were on. Uh, I don't want to say where. But when, when we were, oh, we weren't, my house wasn't flooded. When, when I was, this is after I was watching wrestling. 
right? Yeah, it was after you watched him wrestling, but you were still a kid. I wasn't a kid. I was a growing boy. I was a 13 years old or 12 years old. 13-ish. Yeah, like 11. No, I think it was 13. If you're talking about the house when we renovated. I don't... When we... It was a loft. Yeah, you must be talking about that. I didn't live in a loft. We just had a loft in the house. We had our own bedroom. That's oh, what you're talking about, yeah. Maybe. But what what are you talking about when in the loft? The, no, that no, you that's where you had your figure set. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's where I opened up the very first series of uh Ruthless Aggression figures and <laughs> and Raw the tenth anniversary figures. Uh I remember they Brandon, came to when he mail. was when he was thirteen years old, his uh he had his <laughs> bar mitzvah. He, he, it was on uh four twenty. Yeah. And his and his cat and his he gave that little that's flash. Not, they, they don't say that. I looked at them. They don't say that. I don't know where <laughs> that story came from. It just says Brandon four twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think your parents are like were like this is kind of funny, but he doesn't know what it is. I don't know. Everyone um, else surely did. What else? Um, what about the time when we went to the Amish country? I was trying to think of it, but I really don't remember too much of it. And Zach ate the candy, and the woman's like, yeah, you put that back, and he put it back half-eaten. I remember that, but what else did we do there? I have absolutely no <laughs> clue. I just like, remember. I really honestly don't remember. I, just, I literally, I just remember being in that gift store from that trip. I don't know. Did we go to an amusement park together? I have no clue. I like. It's like, I don't remember. Um... I remember playing uh, no WWE, what WWF Attitude or whatever on your PlayStation and everything in your uh, your old bedroom, and then Jared had had no mercy in the other side bedroom. Yeah, I, uh, I remember the time you tried to follow Michael Cole into the bathroom. I don't remember that. Yeah, I remember did. you told me about that. You don't remember that? We were at WWF New York. Um, that's when we met Michael Cole and Coach, and you were like, you and Jared went to go follow him in, and the secure giant security guards like. Excuse me, wrestlers like to pee in private. And it's like, we have to fucking... This pee. is one of the stories that Brandon makes up. That's not a made-up story. Jared will 100% vouch um, for that. If he was home, he would come on the show right now. I don't remember the, anybody saying anything. Yes, the security. A big fucking guy saying that. I don't remember that. Um, Coach was just happy to be recognized. What else was there? I don't we, know. we took a cruise together, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, and you were all pissed off that you missed the that when Jared and Brian left the ship earlier in the day. Oh yeah, I was because so I, I I hate oversleeping, dude. You were especially, so pissed. Especially like, why did anybody? When, like, hold on, especially yeah, when I'm on vacation, I hate oversleeping because I feel like I should be taken advantage of wherever we are. Especially if you're on a cruise, you're kind of time limited. You're like, why the fuck did anyone try and wake me up? We were like, we called and pounded on your door. <laughs> It's so funny. Yeah, I don't remember. And then, you, um, yeah, and then then um, you and I ended up going. Yeah, that that was good. Uh, Brandon in the elevator talking to those random people. What are you talking about? There was a fat joke in there. What was there? Yeah, we asked someone if they if it was because you were fat, or if if that was a fat joke. Oh, they must have said something uh, to me. Yeah. Uh, what else is there? I don't know. I don't know. There's a oh, you know what story I fucking like when uh, when we went to WXW and uh, I asked the car. I was like, "Are you guys sure you guys are perfectly fine and okay if I order tuna fish at Subway?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine." And I'm in the fucking store and I order. I I love pickles, so I order tons of pickles. And somehow that got translated when they walked out of the store. What was it? Did 
Corey Price tell everyone that I ordered tons of pickles? I don't remember. And everyone was just making fun of me for that? I thought that was fucking hilarious. Um, I'm trying to think of other funny stories that we've had. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I mean, kid-wise, growing up-wise. I don't know. We didn't really hang out when we were kids. But we still did a good amount. It was mainly a lot of manhunt. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's the middle of winter. No, we played manhunt. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Next. Oop. Yeah, did I no. hang up on you? No, no you didn't. Keep going. Uh, next one is from Jason. Uh, hey, guys. Between the disappointing mess of the Royal Rumble, the triple threat being the exception, why do I feel so upset about Roman winning? We all basically knew he was going to win for months now. Did WWE do a poor job of hyping him up? I think so. If he came into the match with more momentum and more charisma, I feel like the crowd wouldn't have turned on him so fast. Well, not tossing out Daniel Bryan so fast would have helped too. Not only that, uh, but during the snowpocalypse this week, the, um, they announced the cast of Ghostbusters. I'm sure you both know um, a, how huge of a fan I am, and it hurts me to see this cast put together. Melissa McCarthy plays the same characters in all of her movies. She is about the fu- uh, as funny as an orphanage fire. I hate her. Granted, this isn't Ghostbusters 3, and it isn't, uh, and it shouldn't be, but... I'm just so mad. Why must Hollywood reboot everything now? The new Ninja Turtles movie was the epitome of the dump, of a dumpster fire, and this will be too. I want to like it because it has the name Ghostbusters, uh, Ghostbusters attached to it, but I just can't. Keep up the good work, guys. Jason and Jay Linick on Twitter. How do you say it? Epitome. Isn't that what I said? No, you said epitome. Oh. That's a pot of me is something a, a hippopotamus has in his face. Whoops. Um, that's not true either, but... Yeah, I, I agree with you that it was... I, I mean, w- I I don't know if the... I, it's I don't it's wanna, difficult to talk about. I want to talk about it later. It's difficult to talk about, which we will, I'm sure, talk about it in full. Yeah, I, w- I want to talk about it later with the our feelings and everything. But as far as Ghostbusters, I'm a huge Melissa McCarthy fan. The two it's people right. that I've never seen. Um, what's her name? Ah, oh, shit. The other I've never one, seen Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones. I've never seen her in anything except for stereotypical African American roles. Which so I wonder never... why she was booked. What do you mean? Oh, because she's the African American. Yeah. But no, I mean like as far as like playing what like this a bunch of African American stereotypes on SNL or something like that. So well, I've never she seen. Knows she wasn't booked because she's talented. But she might be. I, I didn't see her. She was in that new Chris Rock movie. I, I'm sure she's really funny otherwise. Nah, I could get but, two hits. But the two that I'm worried about, I really hate Kristen Wiig, and I really don't care for, for the most part, I don't care for, care for Kate McKinnon. I don't know who that is. I'm a, they're, I'm they're, a fan she of... She's an SNL. She's currently on SNL. Uh, I'm a fan of Kristen Wiig. I'm a fan of Melissa McCarthy, depending on her movie. Um, and now, the other two I don't know. And now Ernie Hudson changed his tune about it. He's saying that he he loves this cast. Whatever. Some looks Who's like somebody. Ernie Hudson. You don't know who Ernie Hudson is? Uh huh. He was a Ghostbuster. Oh oh oh, the black guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it looks like he's trying to get into the movie now, right? We're trying to make a cameo there, Ernie, huh? Yeah, it, it's gonna be a joke of a movie. 
I mean, maybe, I maybe not I, though. It might be very well done. You don't know. No that. matter which way you look at it, it's not going to hold up anything to the original cast, right? But it still it still could be something that's that's comical. I mean, Hollywood does have to reboot because their ideas are unoriginal, or they like the idea and want to put their own spin on it. I mean, yeah, but it's, it's also real- look at look at wrestling. You, you can only do so many things. Yeah, um, but you're not going to have such an up as much as an up war uh, up war as you do with wrestling, where people are like, "Oh, we've seen this already." This yeah, is- but it's like it's like but there's another movie that's coming out where they're uh, they go to the past and then something happens and they gotta it's it, instead of a comedy a light comedy That's like back machine. to the future or even that <laughs> back to the future did it butterfly and, effect and i'm sure people uh movies before back to the future happen like that yeah butterfly flat uh effect there's a ton so every I- I think just for the fact that it has the name Ghostbusters attached to it, that it's that's that's why everyone's pissed off. But yeah. I say just let it let it happen. Let see it. Go see it. Um, get your own it, choice or whatever, or not get your own choice. Have your own opinion about it. Ninja After, Turtles. See it. If you expected anything out of Ninja Turtles, then I didn't see it, and for the most part, I thought I thought reviews were good. I saw reviews were god awful, and I, I refuse. So you don't I don't like to throw around the word god, right? Yeah, I well no, I don't like re- really referring to people as it um, as God. Um, I with the Ninja Turtles, it, come on, you really expected? Look at the, how they looked. But that doesn't matter. Fine, if you expected anything out of that, then I think that I don't know. I I, I disagree with you. I don't think there was any reason to be excited for that. Um, and I mean, right now, a movie that I want to see rebooted, I kind of want to see. What they could do. I, I kind of with... want to see what they could do with Gone with the Wind. Yes. How did he guess? Because <laughs> you nonstop talk about that all the time. I was going to go with that, too. No, you weren't. Dude, yeah. Oh, Clark... will you stop? Oh, Clark Gable is awesome, dude. You are not going with Gone with the Wind. I was so Wind. about to go with that. No, please don't tell me that. Why wouldn't I go with that? <laughs> there's no way you were going to say that. Dude, I was going to just comment on Clark Gable. I mean, and there's nobody that could compare to him, though. So. You're all fucking right. with me or no? No, I was about to go with that. <laughs> I, hate when, I, don't like, I don't like when we do that. <laughs> All right. Take it away. Up next, we have Steve, a.k.a. at Disgruntled Dork. Hey, guys. Uh, so many... Uh, sorry about that. So the rumble was interesting. I would sit here and write a long comment about my thoughts and how it, and how it should have gone... But I know this will be something you both will be talking about quite a bit. I actually wanted to ask a fantasy booking question. If you could each pick a superstar that isn't on main event status or someone from the indies to get called up for the world title push, one, who would it be? Two, who would the champion be or who would the champion they would be chasing be? Uh, Three, who would be the short? What would be the short story version of the setup for their storyline? Personally, mine would be Finn Balor chasing Bray Wyatt and having the storyline revolve around Balor's alter ego, the body paint persona, and have Bray claim that he has tamed many demons in the past. Kane potentially, uh, K- sorry, Kane potentially the Undertaker, if rumors for Mania are correct, and he senses a demon in Balor. However, Balor is not booked for the for title matches since he hasn't paid his dues on the main roster yet. 
and he has yet to debut the body paint look on Raw or SmackDown. Bray Wyatt defends the title successfully against, let's say, different opponents at two different pay-per-views, each time getting on the mic after the win calling out the Demon in Balor. On the Raw after the second pay-per-view, Bray Wyatt is in the ring to close the show, saying that all he wants is to claim the Demon in Balor as his own. Have him chant some crazy gibberish as if he were trying to communicate with the Demon, but out comes Balor, full body paint, looking at Wyatt from the entrance ramp, shaking his head as if saying he cannot be tamed, thus beginning the title chase. It must be silly, and I am no amazing armchair booker by any means. However, I think it would be a cool change to the I don't like you because you have the title feuds that uh, we seem to be getting more often. Thanks again for the show, but this mark is signing off. Uh, right off the bat, who would mine be? It would have to be Dolph Ziggler would be champion. Zack Ryder's chasing it. We got history, bro. Let's do it. Let's steal the show. Simple as that. What do you what do you think about Ziggler and Ryder for a title chase? Personally, I would love to see it. But the thing is... <laughs> but professionally? What's the other fucking exact, line No, there? no, yes. Professionally, I don't see many people getting behind it. I, I mean... They, everybody pop loud for Ryder at the Rumble. I know, but how long does that last for? They gotta... If you... You have to be very careful with the way that you're gonna book it. They... I think in 2011, when Ziggler and Ryder had their feud... Oh, yeah, but that, that, was, so... that was a very special moment where the crowd was behind, so loud behind both people. But I, would, I feel like that's so far, that's so long ago. I mean, if they could... Uh, but it's still, it's a fantasy booking here, so... Yeah. I mean, I, I, I wish that that would take place. Everyone, I'm sure, listening to this would be like, yeah, absolutely, we wish that too. Except for that one person that doesn't like Zack Ryder. Yeah. It's funny because people think I'm singling them out, but I don't know who doesn't like Zack Ryder. Yeah. Um, I don't know about mine. I got to think about it. Um, want to go on to WWE talk? You don't have any champions that you want to – who do you want to see champion? Let's say that. Who do you want to – Like currently or fantasy booking-wise? Fantasy booking-wise. I mean fantasy booking-wise, if who, I was to book it – Who's the top guy in WWE right now that could be a top would, guy that you want to see champion? I would have – I mean, I'm not going to go with the top guy right now, but I would go Sami Zayn as the champion. Kevin Steen uh, making his debut. Uh, like David, the day. David, huh? they're doing that in NXT. <laughs> yeah, but no, no. no but I would kidding. do it the day that uh, Sami Zayn. Uh, Sami Zayn already debuted. He's been paying his dues or whatever on the main stage. Wins the championship. That day, Kevin Steen makes his debut. And beats the so shit. They, so they uh, just repeat what happens on NXT. Exactly. And then you just – no, it's, that's not exactly what happened on NXT. He won the title after paying his dues and then Kevin Steen debuted. Yeah, but I'm saying that Kevin Steen, this is his debut. No debut match before there. So kind of very similar. But just – Wait, what do you – oh, it, oh, Kevin Steen doesn't have his match. Yeah, play it off as that they're – and just go into their past just like what they're doing. And Kevin Steen has so much hatred towards him – that he just can't let this go, let leave it with NXT. He has to carry it over. But so obviously, I'm a fan of their NXT storyline. Yeah, but uh, let's get on to some WWE. Uh, obviously, the Royal Rumble took place in Philadelphia at the Wells Fargo Center this past Sunday. Um, 
Yeah, prediction-wise, I picked up the victory. Yeah, the pre-show we saw the new day, which got changed. It was supposed did to it be... Ever, did it really get changed, or yeah. did I just not no, no. Like, look no, no, into no. it? It was Biggie, Kofi Kingston, and Woods versus Cesaro, Kid, and Adam Rose. However, I feel like Woods always gets the shaft from them. He was wearing a brace. Was he? So I think he's injured. Oh, I didn't notice. I'm almost certain he's injured. Um, so Cesaro oh, and Kid picked up the victory there. It was a good match. Crowd loved it. It was a great way to get the crowd involved. I love the uh, the t-shirts, the Brass Ring sh- uh, Club or whatever it was. Yeah. Pretty much their ripoff of the Bullet Club t-shirts, which everyone has one now. Maybe we need one. Hook that up. Yeah. Um, you had the Ascension opening up the pay-per-view, defeating New Age Outlaws. Actually, good match. This um, the only problem is that they didn't really—they're not really focusing on the Ascension as that powerhouse tag team anymore. But they can't. They really they, can't because they're not. Yeah, they're not. They they're, don't have that. They don't have that appeal. It's what is it? Speed and strength. Yeah, that's the thing. But they don't have that appeal of. That the APA had or LOD. They don't have that physique about them. They don't have that fear, that intimidation factor. Right, which is why – well, I wouldn't say intimidation factor for size at least wise. They That's what – I would say they don't have intimidation for their size. But Yeah, I would say for the size and also their gimmick is is it really – I mean maybe back in the day, LOD, uh, it would get over when LOD was around and stuff like that. Maybe in uh, the Attitude Era, maybe this gimmick would get over as an intimidation, but I feel like now it's, it's just blah. Well, I think I almost started singing that song. <laughs> you know what song? Yeah. Just a friend. Oh, what, that was, what were you going to say? I think there's a Kesha song where it sounds like that. Oh, yeah. Cause I'm a huge fan of Kesha. Are you? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> all right. So what were you going to say? I was going to say that it's, uh, it's, I think they're starting to get away from that whole, that whole oh we're the biggest guys in the roster basically yeah and but I it's feel good like now that they're getting away from it that it could work yeah and I think this match like I said on last week's episode I think the Road Dog and Billy Gunn are the people to get them over and I think the match you just said was good but are you going to continue this now or I mean, no obviously not they they wrestled okay. other people yeah which I guess also legendary wrestler but but still is not. it still enough to like. One one little match, what, they had a two-week feud, not even, with uh, was, yeah. New Age Outlaws. Is that really it's not? It's to... not a feud, though. It's just, I don't even, I don't really understand the setup there, but. Kind of like a mini feud, but is that still enough to get them over? I, I don't know. We'll see next week who they're booked against. We don't know. It, it definitely got them away from being uh, wrestling jobbers, though, which still, yes, no, which that, still shits uh, on Miz and Miz now, but we're not supposed to remember that, I guess, so. Yeah. And uh, surprisingly, back-to-back tag team matches, they had the Usos champions defeat Miz and Mizdow here to uh, retain their championships. Another good match of the well, card. I don't think you're going to avoid that because the entire undercard is all, besides the triple threat, the entire oh, yeah, undercard is tag team. Tag team matches, yeah. Yeah, Teddy Long. This is definitely Teddy <laughs> I was Long's like, like, what are you ta- like, Teddy Long wasn't even here. What are you talking no, but about? This is definitely his like Pornhub.com pay-per-view. He probably like submitted it like years ago and it's finally getting picked up. Like that this shut out the like, No, I know what it was. This was his submission to Penthouse Magazine. It was just he sent it to WWE Magazine and they made it into the pay-per-view. Uh, that WWE exactly Magazine closed though, so. 
Did it? Yeah, you, you know that it did. No, really? Yeah, don't you remember? Did I ever receive a check in the mail from them? I don't know. Why? How much? How many more magazines were you supposed to get? Oh, I had through like at least like two years worth. Is it just me or with Fifty Shades of Grey? Isn't that the same thing as a penthouse forum or Playboy forum? What does that mean? Like where people would submit their... Um, First of all, I don't know what penthouse forum is. Well, like the, edit, the letters to... Um, you would submit... I think... I don't know if it's forum, but... You would submit uh, an, an, like your fantasy, like and pretty much write uh, submit what your fantasy is, how it would take place, or a sexual encounter that took place to you, and you want to share it with with the readers. I feel like this is the exact same thing as Fifty Shades of Grey, except Fifty Shades of Grey is pretty much, I guess, widely accepted, while everybody shits on the fantasies and. Um, People's experiences that they submit to Playboy and well, Penthouse saying that it's inappropriate and stuff. Well, I'm Isn't sure. I'm sure one thing. I've never read either or of these things, so I can't. I mean, I've fully, read the. I can't fully give my my opinion well, about I mean, it, just, but I think Fifty Shades of Grey was well written enough to become a huge book and become think, a movie. I, but I think so. I'm but sorry. there's tons of romance novels out there that I assume are just like Fifty Shades of Grey. I've never read a romance novel, but. They always have those. You ever you yeah. always hear stories of the women that read romance novels that have like hardcore like sex things in it. That but even still, I mean, I just I kind of find it hypocritical at times, or maybe it's just the change of society. <laughs> why the fuck are you? Why, why did you bring this up? Oh, because Teddy Long. Well, how did you fucking? Yeah. How do you segue that? No, because because I was thinking about it the other day. I, I, I you were I, thinking I, about Fifty Shades of Grey the other yeah, day. Yeah, no, because with the I saw the trailer. And it was very, a uh, very sexual and an intense. It's very intense. Which I have to say that that Beyonce song in the trailer is pretty good. Yeah, no, I agree. But even still, like that. So I saw the intense uh, trailer, and then I started relating that to how back in the day, how back in the day, they, I think they they probably still well, have back in the day. When though? When the fuck were we? When they, you, when how they old actually were you reading when, these things? Yeah, when people read magazines. How old were you reading these things? And when, how did know. you have Penthouse? When did you have Penthouse magazines? As a kid. As a young kid, as a young kid, um, I was six years old reading about penthouse. I guess that's. I mean, you you did teach me that the c word was. I told and you, and you did make Jared order poontang for dessert one time at Chili's. <laughs> that's another good story. <laughs> but I just think that it's kind of like it's kind of weird because the, what people are reading in this book is pretty much the same thing that people would submit. Except one's kind of frowned upon, while the other one's accepted because it's in a book. <laughs> I didn't know there was a community that hated penthouse forums. No, but I mean, it doesn't. I mean, come on, you, it's very. Um, you you hear the penthouse forum or something, and you don't really think it's a bestseller. You don't think anything uh, intellectual. You don't think anything like that. You don't. I mean, I feel like they. I don't know if you're fucking with me, like talking about. No, this no, right I'm, now. I'm dead. No, I'm dead serious. I was really thinking about this the other day and how people. <laughs> just, I'm very, I'm very, um, I'm very into the psycho- uh, psychiatric side of everybody, and I'm kind of always interested in what people are thinking, what they're feeling, why they're feeling well, that, why they're thinking. I don't thinking. understand who said that this wasn't acceptable, though. I just feel that way because. Well, what do you mean? Well, you're saying that. Fifty Shades of Grey became a bestseller, and Penthouse yeah. Forum didn't. No, but I'm saying that it's Penthouse the same Forum exact thing. But, but it's not the same. The same. Um, I feel like it is. I feel like it's just one of these stories that they took out of a Playboy 
and they put it to... Did you read Fifty Shades of Grey? Is this you telling me that you read the story? No, I, I just know the trailer. I know I've read online like... I just want uh, the picture book version. I don't, I don't yeah. need to read this. <laughs> I've, I've read online like a few uh, sections of it just out of curiosity. What's it about? Just, huh? What's it about? Is it one story? No, yeah, it's just one big story. I think the woman is trying to... Uh, I don't know. Pr watch the trailer. I'm not watching the trailer. <laughs> I thought you said before you did watch the trailer and you heard the Beyonce. No, I I said I heard <laughs> I heard the trailer. Yeah, it, it's very I don't know. I'm always I'm always thinking about things like that, so don't mind me. I have no idea what either penthouse forum is. I guess it's like fantasy booking. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> now That's exactly, yeah. exactly now he wraps sense. her shoulders. Uh, it's the exact same thing as fantasy booking. Oh, now they're now they're eating chocolate pudding. Sex Ferguson? No. Oh. Um, all right. So, yeah, you were – sorry. You were talking about the next match? I was just – Or yeah. introducing it. Yeah, Miz and Mizdow. That was a great match also. I was a fan of it. I, I was very entertained. Yeah, it was a, a lot of uh, – not back and forth, but not, yeah, was, not back and forth in the sense that I thought Miz and Mizdow were going to win. But I guess the crowd – Mizdow being I, as over as he was was awesome. I thought that there were moments where they could have won. Like, I feel like there's always that. But with Miz now, though, right? Not Miz. Exactly. It would be, or it would be Miz. There was a moment where uh, Miz threw Miz down, like what he's been doing, like throwing him in the in the way or something like that, using him, manipulating him to get the victory. Like when, I like Miz, that happening. Miz hit the skull crushing finale, and I didn't think that he was going to get it. I thought I but thought when, that he was when going Mizdow, to get it. when Mizdow came in and hit that skull crushing finale, that's when I thought that maybe Mizdow could pick up the victory. So here. you did think that it was back and forth, but not but not back and forth for Miz as well. Just Mizdow I, when Mizdow was doing I, his stuff. I I could have seen both uh, Miz or Mizdow picking up the victory. Of course, Miz. The reason being Mizdow. Yeah. Um, but like you said, good match. Yeah. Um, you had the Bella Twins defeating Natalia and Paige. Um, I thought I was fine with this match. Mm. Some moments were a lot, little bit um, I, slower I had, than others. I had way too high of expectations for this. But then think about it with the time limit. There's only so much you can do when you're given, what, four minutes to put yeah. on a match because you're putting all know. the time with uh, the triple threat in the Royal Rumble. So, I mean, I think... And I think that the fact that we've never seen Nikki use a forearm before as her finisher. I, I wouldn't consider her a finisher. Uh, I mean, yeah, she finished she, the match with it. And then she used it again on SmackDown, not in a match, but backstage. So I don't know if it, I would consider her finisher or just a, a stiff um, shot out of nowhere. I like when she, and I don't like think it was well executed, so. I, I thought it was fine on the pay per view wise. Yeah, I thought I it was fine. Where she Natalia just walked like turned around to face her and then just caught it right in the jaw, yeah. or wherever she caught it. I thought that it was fine. I was a big fan of their double suplex. Um, I don't know. I didn't have high expectations with this, so my opinion is going to be a lot different than yours. Yeah. Um, I guess we're, we'll move on to the main, the not main event, but the championship match. But before we do, how I mentioned the time limit, like how everybody has a time uh, that you're given, you um, I've been hearing a lot of people bash this pay-per-view. and Poor bash timing? The, huh? Poor timing? No, no, no. Bash the pay-per-view in general as how it was not good. And that a lot of people saying that the undercard wasn't impressive, it wasn't good or anything like that. I feel I like, don't, wait, before you say anything else about that though, but 
As far as timing, though, when I got home from the Fleetwood Mac concert, I put this on, and I felt like the hour went by very fast, or the hour and a half, or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. No, the hour before the the actual Royal Rumble. Yeah. And before the actual title match. No, I, 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 was, I, I was so confused as to how I got from point A to point B right before the championship match. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, I, I had the same exact thought. Like once they announced the championship match, I was kind of surprised that it was already happening. But I mean, you're only given I don't I don't think that any of these matches on the undercard really had more uh anything over five minutes a piece. Maybe Miz and Mizdow had uh like an eight minute match. But that's I don't no, think any I, other uh both first the the huh. Ascension Road Dog match was was five minutes 22 25 okay. seconds next the usos mizdow were nine minutes okay bella's page and natalia were eight minutes all right so maybe they're giving a lot longer than i thought but it, it just felt like so much less time than it was yeah the, the title match itself was only 22 minutes and the raw wow. rumble was under an hour which is weird because they were saying that the royal rumble was breaking records that because i remember all, well, when they were airing they said that it was the longest Royal Rumble no. with 30 men, I think. No, they said that's the uh, most amount of men in the ring at once. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so the undercard, I don't know. What do you think of in general? How do you think the undercard was? I thought it was fine, except for that the Divas match, which I held a, yeah. held a higher expectation for. But I was completely fine with the New Age Outlaws Ascension. I was completely fine with Miz and Miz down. And Even Usos. let's break it down a little bit further. The booking of this uh, by the match order, it's pretty much perfect with Kid and Cesaro with New Day opening up on the pre-show. And I expected, and you know that, I one hundred, I expected the the first match of the pay per view to be Ascension Road Dog Billy Gunn. You, I, I don't think there's any other way because it's the time where the crowd is the most uh, most reactive to whatever you're doing, and that's right after Kid and Cesaro. I think the perfect time is to send out the Ascension. Any other time, I think that they would have gotten uh, you suck chants or a boring chant. And then to have following the session match, the, the championship, and then the Bella Twins, and then the championship match, how it's kind of like every other where fans had the potential to fall out, I thought it was booked perfectly. Yeah. So let's move on to the actual match now. Brock Lesnar defending against John Cena and Rollins. Brock Lesnar picking up the victory. Uh, what what one hell of a match! And aside from the ending, which I didn't like, I would say it's definitely a match of the year candidate at this point. I was a big fan of the ending. I didn't like the, it. I didn't like how just Brock Lesnar just yeah. steps aside a curb stomp and that's that's the thing. Well, it wasn't. I do yeah. like I do like that how it how it wasn't that he stepped aside. He just no, he just popped up and yeah, caught and him on the it. rebound, which yeah. looked kind of stupid because it looked like Rollins kind of just jumped onto him. But look but, at all the other things. I mean, how many? And then, and then John Brock. Cena? It's a good thing for Brock that he didn't fucking drop him because. Oh, Dad! Thank God Brock Lesnar grabbed that rope at one point to balance himself. Uh, that, but I was fine with the mat with the ending. Brandon, you're not a big fan of the like the Superman comebacks, like John Cena always has, Brock Lesnar has, where they could be getting their ass kicked and then out of nowhere, finisher. Yeah, to just and end of the match. Sometimes, like I'm, I'm good with that. 
Yeah. Uh, that table spot with Lesnar and Rollins was amazing. I don't know. I tried Googling this, Googling this, Googling this. One person answered me on Twitter saying that Shawn Michaels once did it at a pay-per-view, but I couldn't find the pay-per-view. I don't remember ever seeing anyone do a left-armed elbow drop before. I kind of, I kind of feel like I've seen HBK do it. Well, that's, but, I just fucking said the guy wrote into us. Yeah, I, I, I'm agreeing. But I looked and I couldn't find I couldn't find any time that HBK did it. So if yeah. anyone is out there listening, if you know of a left armed elbow drop spot, let me know. I, I want to see it because I, that was phenomenal. Through a table. To me. No, not even through a table. In oh general. no, no, in general. Oh, okay. I, um, I I must have watched like a hundred videos of guys doing elbow drops. What else? Um, what did you think about the time where? John Cena hit an AA on Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar pops right back up. And then he gets hit with another AA, pops right back up. Another AA, and then he actually was down. What were your – I would assume that you didn't like that because of the entire Superman aspect of Brock Lesnar, like no selling it. Yeah, I mean it was – I don't know. It was I like – it's, in- it's like – I can't even say that. I was going to say it's like – well, when I was watching it, I, I, I kind of – put it towards like an Eddie Guerrero type of thing. Uh, but it's not even like that. Yeah. I, I love this match. I like the part where Seth Rollins broke up a pin or something or a submission. And yeah, and it's uh, funny. I'm not even watching the pay-per-view. Yeah. I wasn't and intending you, on watching it. And here you, it's the Royal Rumble. How could you not? Yeah. Um, overall, awesome match though. Kudos to these three guys. Definitely up there for a match of the year candidate. I still don't think that I think that Nakamura is going to get the victory on this match. On the it's only January. Yeah, I mean it's only January. We're not even out of it yet. Um, all right, moving on. Next match is the Royal Rumble. What do you need me to say that? No, I had to blow my nose real quick. Oh, I thought you, I thought you were like genuinely like confused. We were just no, I had to. I I wanted to mute it so I could blow my nose. Um, the Royal Rumble match, Roman Reigns picking up the victory as everyone knows. All right. So what do you want to, where do you want to start off with? This Let's match? start off with number one and number two. You have the entire list in front of you? Yeah. Okay. I couldn't find it. So you, it's you, on, you guide it. But number one, Miz comes out and, uh, number two, R-Truth is out there. And I understand, I guess R-Truth gets the number two spot. He has the whole what's up rap gimmick, uh, entrance. So I wasn't, a, I wasn't a fan of that. Whatever. Yeah. But uh, I, I like this for the fact that rewind a couple of years, it's Miz, Miz and R-Truth were tag team partners. Mm-hmm. So there's history between them there, which I guess never really got brought up. But then uh, R-Truth was on the top rope. Miz knocked him down, and he's just sitting on the top rope. And number three comes out. Boom, Dudley boy. Bubba Ray Dudley comes out. Probably, I would have to say right on before. It's now no spoilers, but it is a spoiler. Probably the Mark Allen of the week. Yeah, it was just. I mean, you you kept on hearing that the Dudley Boys may or may not be at the Royal Rumble. They were expected to be at the Royal Rumble, but then when it actually happened and Bubba showed up, it was it was kind of one of those rare moments where you could be spoiled, but when it happens, you're still like, holy shit, like. I don't know. It's one of those – it's a very rare moment. Would you agree? Yeah, and especially because it was in Philly and everyone's like, oh, holy shit, ECW, ECW. And and he hit all of the spots with the uh, R-Truth. I, I don't, 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 don't understand the 
R-Truth get the table if they weren't actually going to get tables. Yeah, I, I kind of expected R-Truth <laughs> to go for a table and Bubba to just eliminate him. I thought something like that too, but then they did. I, I just love that the crowd knew to call 3D. Yeah. Um, but that Bubba – all right, so do you want to continue with the Bubba talk? I mean, what else um, is there to they're say? They're saying – originally this was a one-time deal. But now they're saying because of the reaction that he did receive, WWE is considering bringing him back full-time. Um, but now the problem is, do you think that they should have brought him back the way they did or as with that you heel can't. persona? You can't. It's, it's Bubba Ray Dudley mm. in ECW country. So now would you, would you convert him over to that, that Bully Ray character? I not don't know the, if you can. Not changing know. everything. I don't know if you can right now. I mean, you, I'm sure there's always time like, oh, yeah, fuck you. Screw you guys. Yeah, I'm, like I'm Bubba Ray Dudley. I don't like, need you I guys. Like, I don't need you to I mean, cheer for gonna, me. I'm not, going, I'm not going out there getting a table. I'm not hitting a 3D. Who's no, D-Bot? No, 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 not, not like yet. that. I don't, I don't mean like a heel against the crowd. Because I feel like Bubba, no matter which way you look at it, he's going to be a face towards the crowd no matter where he goes. I feel like he should – if he's going to be that Bully Ray character – he would be a heel towards uh, – he would just be a complete dick towards the faces of the company. But, but still the faces have this of the co- company are people that wouldn't get get cheered. Yeah. I mean I wouldn't put it over like him like being if you, or Ziggler. No, but if you put Bubba Ray Dudley as like screw you, I don't need to talk to you, nor do I respect you against John Cena, everyone's going Dudley. Oh, yeah. And I think that that's exactly what they should do. I think that they should use Bubba to his full uh, potential right now. Yeah. I mean, let the let the guy have another run. He deserves it. He's busted his ass, and not to men- not to mention, uh, this is his first Royal Rumble uh, match appearance. Yeah, we did that last year where we said JBL's never been in a Royal Rumble. Then he was in a Royal Rumble, and you you tweeted out this year saying Bubba Ray Dudley's never been in an actual Rumble match. Then he be- was in the Rumble match. Yeah. Who's next year? Who's next year? Who's never been in a rumble match before? Um, I don't know. I'll get back to you. My God, why is this so and so? This person's competed at so many Raw Rumbles. Why is he? What like- is Andy Kaufman doing back? Because yeah, he's competed at so many Raw Rumbles. No, he hasn't. Which is why he would come. No, JBL's competed at so many Rumbles. Bubba Ray. Oh, uh, you mean people that have been on the card but never in the match? Yeah. All right. It's a rare breed, I think. Are you going to read down the list of everyone? We don't have to. I don't. Yeah, I don't think we should, but no, I mean, I don't uh, either. But we had, uh, well, I guess Luke Harper, Bray Wyatt came out. Um, then number six, the controversy is number six for me was Curtis Axel, where Curtis Axel was making his entrance, and boom, Eric Rowan, who didn't make the Raw Rumble, came out losing on a SmackDown. Right, came out and attacked uh, Curtis Axel and got into the ring. Obviously, he wasn't an official entrance. Yeah. And I would have liked for Curtis Axel to have later been part of a bigger, bigger thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, that, that that Wyatt family spot that gave me chills. For, that for them yeah, to no. stand up and fucking Luke Harper goes and points the gun and it goes and points at at uh, Bray Wyatt. That was he, phenomenal. Even though he, then, he ended up not. He, he uh, aligned himself with Bray Wyatt when Luke uh, when Rowan made his move towards Bray. Yeah, but Luke Harper was eliminated by Bray Wyatt, so... Yeah, which really uh, confuses everything with that. Well, I don't think... I don't think Luke Harper aligned himself with Bray Wyatt 
Eric Rowan just went after Bray Wyatt first. I, I saw it as the Luke still being alongside. No, Bray I don't. Wyatt I don't think he, so. I think he Eric attack him. In no, that. but but now Luke Harper was eliminated against Bray Wyatt, so I don't see why you would think that still. Well, now I don't. Oh, I thought you still did. No, no, just at that moment. And uh, after oh. after that, Bray Wyatt was alone in the ring. Well, hold on, hold on. I wanted to talk a little bit about Curtis Axel. Okay. Um, a lot of people are up in arms about this, that Curtis Axel is technically still in the Royal Rumble, that he should have a title shot or he did. He is the winner. Uh, what are your feelings about that? Well, it's just stupid. Okay, because, wait. Well, I thought that's how you felt. No, not that he should. No, I thought he should have come, made a comeback at the Rumble and competed. And mm-hmm. if he was going to be the guy to win, he could have been the guy to win. But well, because Curtis Axel, I think, has the potential for both things to be a big star, and he has the wrestling ability. I, I don't think if he won the Royal Rumble, I don't think that would have been awful. But that's you don't think it would have been awful. Or you I think, I it, think would it would have been. been. Well, here's the thing. Nobody, was, listen, listen, listen. Nobody wanted. The whole thing when I thought that maybe he could have come out and won the Rumble was Roman Reigns in the ring celebrating after just eliminating. This is why I wasn't going to talk about Axel yet until the end. But Oh, all right. Should I continue or what? No, we can save it. But yeah, just so we'll for the – he joined the list of a few wrestlers already that had yeah, – that Scott and Duhati, I think. Spike Dudley yeah, might have. Skull, Bastion Booger, and Randy Savage and Finley. Well, Finley was DQ'd. From yeah, Rumble. but they I've were never, never tossed out. Of, these are the people that were never tossed out of the Royal Rumble. And a, somebody tweeted us, tweeted to us saying that the old rule used to be that if you don't make it into the ring by the time the next competitor gets yeah. in, then you're then you're done. You're out. That's, but what that's they, not. But that's not a current rule. Like that's not. They've never said that since I've been watching the Rumble. So but that, that's the I problem. Don't. I feel like Stone Cold on Stone Cold's pod, podcast. They mentioned this too. That even if it's just a one-page thing, WWE needs to post a one-page article of just a set of rules for the Royal Rumble. Yeah, especially, like especially when you have Curtis Axel on Twitter going off about how he's yeah. not el- eliminated. And- I feel like you need to have that How if you're not in the ring by the next entry or you have 60 seconds to get to the ring. And, or I don't something. think it should be 60 seconds. I think it should be... Until the next guy comes out? Yeah, so that'd be the I mean, It avoids so many... So many people coming up in like IWC, not even, I don't want to say IWC, but just fans in general coming out saying, yeah, this not guy's not much. eliminated. <laughs> right. All right. But after uh, Bray Wyatt eliminated Luke Harper and got rid of Eric Rowan, uh, another surprise entrant, the Boogeyman came out. Which I, I liked, first of all, I liked how Michael Cole explained, if you guys aren't familiar with him, this guy is... The boogeyman, famous for eating worms or whatever. So, eater of the worlds versus eater yeah. of the worms. Uh, I wish boogeyman got a little bit more moves in. He didn't get any moves in, but uh, I thought it, it was smart. Yeah, I thought it was great that you had the Bray Wyatt and boogeyman. Who's the who's the creepier person in the match? Yeah, I'm. I was a big fan of that. I'm. I'm fine with Boogeyman not getting any offense on Bray Wyatt. Especially well, no, I, I'm, Bray just saying, Wyatt. I'm just saying that I would have liked to have seen Boogeyman in the Rumble doing some moves, but I'm completely fine with him not getting any what offense moves? in there, too. The reverse... Uh... No, he's got tons of moves. You just weren't a fan of Boogeyman or a fan of wrestling back then, so... Wasn't really a fan yeah. of it at all. Was, yeah, but so just don't just don't judge others before. Brandon, Brandon's a big Boogeyman mark. When we went to a wrestling event and Boogeyman came out, Brandon marked out completely. What fucking event was that? 
Wasn't he at one of the PWSs? I didn't mark out at PWS yeah, for that. Completely. He was ready to jump online and cut the cut everyone. No, um, Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, after they, that, after Boogeyman was eliminated, uh, he's cutting a promo. I think that was when Bray Wyatt grabbed the mic and he basically challenged anyone back there. Genius. But then Sankara. It was perfect. Which I love the fact that that happens in the Rumble sometimes where somebody could actually grab the mic and do that. I believe The Miz did it recently. I'm if not I'm not sure. mistaken. Like last year or the year before, I think The Miz was on the mic. But Sankara was the next one. So, I thought it was so, going to be Kalisto. I did not think it was going to be Kalisto for the fact that it was Sankara's music. Oh, I I thought maybe it would. Uh, Kalisto could come out to that music. I don't know. And that would completely crush anything that Kalisto would have. Because Sin Cara was eliminated at like in under a minute. So, Well, I mean, Kalisto, if, if it was him, obviously I think he would have stayed in the ring a lot longer. Well, the thing was still building up. I, I don't know if they're trying to maybe build. Well, after Sin Cara, Zack Ryder made his return, which came huge out to pop. a huge pop. Everyone was woo-woo-wooing. He he got all his the comeback move in, yeah. So and he actually connected with it, and people were cheering. They did, they were fine. I don't know. They they loved the fact that Ryder yeah. was in. So if well Vince, yeah. So if Vince McMahon can actually go on to Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast and say, "All right, listen to the fans," that's bullshit. Zach Ryder's one person that needs that brass ring T-shirt. Yeah, he deserves to be. He deserves more than anybody to be in that little. I uh, make a stable with Kid and Cesaro. And uh, Adam Rose. But uh, with the whole ruining the whole Wyatt thing, I think – I don't know if they're trying to maybe build up a Daniel Bryan versus Bray Wyatt thing at WrestleMania or something because the next person that came out was Daniel Bryan who was quite possibly the most over person in that match at that time. Oh, yeah. He, he, he was. In the match itself in general. Mm-hmm. So you got Daniel Bryan, everybody chanting yes, 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 uh, which was mind blowing. Why to see that still? Like it's still. Oh, I don't know. I, and, I and mind blowing it. in the fact that WWE didn't do anything with it. Yeah, that's WWE. I don't honestly. I still question if they will do anything with it. And I, then, I kind of think they won't at this rate. But then, uh, who else came out? Fandango, Tyson Kidd, blah blah blah. DDP made his surprise entrant. Awesome. I'm happy that he got his spots with the uh, diamond cutter. Yeah. He even did the top rope. And I hated, fucking hated the fact people were like, oh, Randy Orton does it better. This person. Oh, it's not or, the same or thing. They, yeah, it's not. But it's the same kind of move. But I, I, even other people were like, oh, the originator of the move. No. Sorry. Johnny Ace, the Ace Crusher. John Lloyd, yeah. I just did it first. I mean, if anything, the diamond cutter is more similar to the Bubba. What is it? The Bubba cutter? Yeah. Well, it's. I mean, the Ace Crusher is most similar. Yeah. It's... But the but Randy Orton, I guess I don't know if he got the okay from DDP to do the move. It, it's the same kind of move. Stone Cold Steve Austin's son are basically the same thing, also, except he comes down with it instead of Cutter. Yeah. But uh, DDP looked great in the ring, just looked really, really old. But that's yeah, he DDP. looked like he he started to gas a little bit. I mean, DDP was like. 30 when he debuted with WCW. 35, I think. Yeah, 35. So he was already up there in age. So, yeah. But uh, who was number nine? I don't know. You have to list somebody. You Fandango, guys. Fandango got eliminated. And then, which that was a cool spot with between Stardust and Fandango. 
where Fandango uh, tosses Stardust over and he skins the cat, and then uh, or Fan and then Fandango tosses Stardust over and he skins the cat, or vice versa. Uh-huh. They both skin the cat. It was a cool little spot. But uh, then Daniel Bryan got eliminated, number eleven, the eleventh person to be eliminated, and the crowd just died. Yeah, that's where the entire air got sucked out of the uh, the arena. Yeah, that was. I mean, I would have liked to have seen Daniel Bryan go longer, um, having known what I know now about the end of the Rumble. I could see why they didn't because you don't want any connection. Thank you from Daniel Bryan to Roman Reigns. Thank you very much for saying that. I agree with the placement of this completely. About yeah, I agree too that I hope that he was going to last a little bit longer. But to t- I, you can't have Daniel Bryan in that same. If he's not going to win the match, you you're risking too much in having him in that like final uh, final four. Yeah, yeah, the final clumping. You're risking a lot by by having Daniel Bryan associated with that. So I'm actually kind of uh, surprised that you said that. Well, I mean that's what I mean. It's true though. I agree. I think that the placement of Daniel Bryan's elimination. I mean, may, what maybe. Have him stay in uh, five more eliminations or something. Get more offense in there. But that's really it. If he's not going to win it, then he shouldn't be uh, out there for that long. Yeah. Uh, and then – oh, and I also I love the fact that Daniel Bryan and Bray Wyatt both went through the middle rope and they did their spot out there. Mm-hmm. That was – I always love seeing people go through the middle rope or the bottom rope and yeah. do stuff. And I fucking hate – I hate, I hate, I hate that JBL said that Mil Moscaris was a moron or whatever and put eliminated himself, went over the top rope. I don't agree with that at all. No, you stood on the, the top rope. It, that's not going over the top rope, though. Yeah. If you go, if you, as soon as you go outside of the ring, the ref starts to count. So when you're on the top turnbuckle, the ref is counting. Mil yeah, Moscaris went through the middle rope. They probably said, whatever you do, don't go over the top rope. He went through the middle rope, climbed to the top rope, boom, cross body off. Now, don't uh, – am I – wait, uh, yeah. Am I wrong with this? Who came out uh, – did Rusev come out when Daniel Bryan got eliminated or was Rusev in the ring when he got eliminated? I think he was in the ring at the time of the elimination and the next guy was Goldust. I thought that that was so shitty. I don't that think you have, Rusev, Rusev came out 15, and, and Daniel Bryan was out 15. Fandango was out there. I think Daniel Bryan was still Kid. in the room when Rusev came out. Kid, uh... It doesn't Tyson say. Tyson Kid got eliminated by Daniel Bryan. So, yeah, he probably was by the yeah, time Yeah, I Rusev. think he was still... Yeah, it doesn't say. I think he was still out there. And I think that's... This is where the shitty booking... Where Daniel Bryan was placed? Okay. I, oh, yeah, fine. Rusev I was, because... That. That's how that's how Daniel Bryan got eliminated. Yeah, by so then, he was doing the multiple kicks to to Rusev and Bray Wyatt. So Bray Wyatt was in the ring with Rusev and Daniel Bryan. Yeah. So now, but then right after the elimination, you have Goldust come out, followed by Kofi. I'm just going to run it down: Kofi Kingston and Adam Rose. I thought that that right there is a shitty booking because if you're going to eliminate the the guy that everybody the crowd favorite. I feel like having Goldust, Kofi, and Adam Rose follow those that elimination is just poor. Well, I don't think so entirely for the fact that Goldust 
he came out. Yeah, people booed or whatever. But yeah. they had this spot where Stardust tried to return the favor from last year, and he tried to eliminate Goldust. Yeah, I mean, year. but that could have been done uh, later on. Yes, exactly. But, like I just feel like the once you eliminate Daniel Bryan, they needed some sort of a more of a star power uh, or a crowd favorite to come out within those right after. But like sh- even if you mixed it, switched it up and put Bubba Ray. At that, like down right after Daniel Bryan got eliminated, or like, uh, and and like in uh in replace of Kofi Kingston, like two after he got eliminated, and still have Bu- uh, Bubble Ray do his spots in the ring, and I feel like that would have been better because then the crowd would still be, it would bring them, they would have a down point. point so you're, but you're saying Bubba, he sh- you're saying he should do his spot, he should have done his spots with Biggie Langston after twenty. What do you mean? Like he should have been, it should have been Biggie Miz Dow and no. What do you mean? You want Bubba Ray after the 20 mark. No, no, no. I'm, I want Bubba at the uh, 17 mark. So then you would have, it would have been Kofi and Bubba Ray doing the moves? I think the whole Bubba, thing was... No, no, no. I want him instead of the 17 mark. I, want I, think, I think the whole reason WWE placed Bubba where he was was because they only wanted the three people in the ring. But that's the thing. I, I, want, I don't see that. I think that Bubba Ray could have been... In the the later rounds, but it, it, so if if you were you, saying that at that time of the Rumble, WWE wasn't planning on doing anything further with Bully Ray or Bubba Ray, I can't believe I just said Bully Bully. Because Ray. of the reaction of the crowd, to bring at least the crowd alive. I mean, if you had Bubba Ray come out uh, after Daniel Bryan's elimination, and I'm only talking in Kofi's yeah. spot at 17, maybe just move it down, like have. Kofi come out at 18, uh, Adam at 19. Like Yeah, just but then that, that would have taken away from Miz and Miz Dow. What do you mean? That, because, well, let's continue on talking about the Royal Rumble. But the Rumble. thing is, let's everything put, was Let's taken, put a pin in that, though. No, no, but everything was taken away after that because the, the crowd, the shift of the crowd, and I feel like the Bubba Ray was, moment listen, listen. would have brought them back when into the match. you're incorrect, though. It was taken away for, like, five minutes when Goldust was out there and then Kofi no, Kingston no, I, came out there. And as soon as the Adam Rose and the Rosebuds came out there, and Gold and uh, Kofi Kingston, who has had tons of hot Royal Rumble spots, got pulled a, a shitty spot. I don't think it was shitty at all. That was such a fucking. I don't think that was. So, I, I disagree one hundred percent. There's so seen, many. Kofi Kingston like has done seen, everything. We. I feel like we've seen him do that crowd surfing with the Rosebuds already. That I. Kofi so, Kingston has done everything in the books when it comes to Royal Rumble eliminations. Can be a little and, bit. Innocent. No, and it makes sense because they were in their their whole storyline earlier together. I think so. That Kofi is... gets tossed out and mm-hmm. lands on the rosebuds. The rosebuds help him into the ring. Adam Rose, boom, he gets eliminated, and the rosebuds did nothing for him. So no, now, I, now I, Adam I, Rose is pissed. I, he gets rid of the rosebuds. All right, no, I'm not. I I love that spot, but I also think that I would have rather. That doesn't mean that Kofi couldn't do that. I think that Kofi has uh, new How? Where? Where? How? What do you mean? How, where and how with, with Kofi Kingston? While he was in the ring, duh. No. What do you mean when? Where and and how? I don't know what you're what you where mean. And, you said it. you said you hated the fact that Kofi Kingston his on, Royal Rumble me, spot this year was Do you understand what I'm saying with the Bubba part? I, and I do agree that the, I the wanted crowd, to put a pin on that because Hold on, but the crowd the crowd did come back. So it wasn't it was maybe a good uh, six minutes or something that the crowd was completely anti whatever you put out there, but I feel like the Bubba spot would have lifted them up. But and, but listen, I mean, it was during that moment that they had the CM Punk chant. During what? During during the Royal Rumble. 
But no, obviously during the Rumble, but during what part? Um, when Bray Wyatt was getting his offense in there because he was – I remember seeing his reaction. It was just I, – I felt bad for them when they were chanting CM Punk because you see Bray Wyatt still uh, going on the offense and you kind of see him look at the crowd and just like – it was just kind of an awkward – it was just kind of awkward. Yeah, um, but I think the crowd picked up uh, – perked up at least for the Kofi Kingston leap over the – get tossed out over the ropes and lands I, on the rosebuds. I'm disappointed. I think that I, I expected, as you expected more of the Bellas in that match, I expected more of the Kofi spot. And I, I still think that even if Kofi had a spot, he still could have done this spot as well. There's doesn't no mean that Kofi's, Kofi, no Kofi, doesn't need, Kofi Kingston doesn't just need one spot. It's there's been when you, when you're like known for this, for rumbles and battle Royals, you only need one spot. And I think that that was a poor spot. But I don't. That that's what I. That brings me back to the where and 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 how. I'm not going to give you a where because I don't really know what you're talking about. Where where is he how. hitting a spot? Not, where is he hitting the spot from to to jump to? I'm not or anywhere it right now. Do you know how much thought that takes? Let okay, and he thought of that maybe. And, and, I, that, and that's I, perfectly and I don't fine. Think, he's I done everything else. He's landed on wrestlers before. He's landed okay, on and I think that He's landed before. on the steel chair. He landed on the barricade. There's nothing out there left for him to land on. I think that's. I think he could have figured out something. There's but nothing else to land on, though. Storyline-wise, I think that this. I'm fine with it, but I still wanted more. All right, and then you had Roman Reigns coming out, which obviously everyone booed. Yeah. Then Biggie Langston, who gives a shit. Yeah, and which a lot of heat. Then this is where if if I feel like if Bully Ray was in there, it would have taken away from this spot with Damian Mizdow coming out. Everyone fucking cheered. Everyone popped in the arena for Miz Dow's because it's Miz's music. Everybody knows Miz came out number one and is eliminated, so it's obviously Miz Dow. People went nuts for that. As Miz, Miz Dow goes to gets into the ring, Miz stops Miz Dow and says, "No, no, 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 no. You're the stunt double. I'm going in there." And Miz goes to get in there, gets knocked off, and and Miz Dow ultimately goes to go in, and people are fucking popping huge. Even though Miz Dow eliminated nobody and was only in there for like 20 seconds, got eliminated, that does his whole spot crying next to Miz, mimicking what Miz does. It was funny. I think that would have been ruined if, Bub- I don't think if it would have Bubba been Ray ruined. came out it, during that that little clump right. of guys. I, I, I disagree. I, th- I don't think that that spot would have been ruined. I, I mean, I'm not saying – I also if, – if that does happen, I'm not saying that Bully Ray gets eliminated as uh, – think about, think about this though. The Royal, stick- Rumble, the Royal Rumble match, it's the hour-long match with like 30 guys or 30 people. And it, know, it's, I just don't think and, that, that would But listen, listen, listen. If you translate this to – if you translate the Royal Rumble match itself to an actual card, an actual wrestling card – you gotta have. You gotta start high, go low, go high, go low, go high, go low. Exactly. So you can't go from being high to go high again. It'll, no, but there it'll was. It'll just be something lower that wouldn't mean as much as it did. I think it that because of the comedic, because of the comedic, the low would have been Biggie's entrance first. Yeah, off. but that's not what. That's not. I, I think that the Mizdow was going to get over no matter where you put that spot. No matter where, I think that that would have. Besides, if it's uh, the spot right after Daniel Bryan, I think that that spot would have gotten over. Well, I regardless, res- I respectfully disagree on your placing. I accept your uh, your rejection. Um, Jack Swagger, who cares? Ryback, Kane. 
Um, Dean Ambrose was the, uh, I guess the, he was the last, next. well, not the last hope, but no, but he was the next, the next guy that people needed to win. Yeah, he was one of the uh, last hopes of the the crowd. But, Titus O'Neil. But, but listen, listen, listen. Before we say Titus O'Neil, uh, with Ryback. Well, actually, yeah, we'll we'll go to we'll go to Titus. Titus yeah, we might as well just finish it up until the end. I mean, Titus we'll O'Neil, I guess, was playing. supposed to be the record for whatever yeah, they fucking him reason. To, but then there was a timing problem. Where it wasn't a timing problem? He didn't get over the rope. No, there was a timing problem where like Ambrose and Reigns or some like they didn't look at him in, uh, quick enough, or they weren't expecting a spot. Or well, no, he didn't go over the rope right. I, oh, which I don't like saying that because I'm not a wrestler, but he got hung up on the rope. I don't know. I'm, and I'm, they had to go reclose line him out, I believe. I'm kind of dis. No, they didn't have to reclose line. Yeah, him they out. they closed line him twice. Did or they? they not close line twice, but like they they close lined him. He went almost out and came back in. I don't. I'm almost certain that. that's what I happened. I don't think that happened. I'm almost certain that's what happened. But even still, I wanted more of Titus O'Neil. Um, I think that he is a – you'll agree with me. He's very talented. But – He's amazing on the mic. But – I think that – what? In a Royal Rumble filled with everyone who – Yeah, but you could always have an underdog in there. But Titus – yes, they – I mean, you could – everybody. The, underdo- the underdog here would have been uh, Rusev. It, it, like I, I don't see why Rusev, the underdog. Yeah, because nobody expects Rusev to win. I'd say that he's more of a dark horse. I don't know what a dark horse is. Um, pretty much coming from uh coming from behind, I believe. I don't know, but even still, <laughs> I think that Titus O'Neil should have been used uh, a little bit better. I'm. I just. I want to see them pull the trigger with Titus O'Neil. I do too. I think even Titus O'Neil could be up there in the main event. I. Even start off at IC in US. Even I just if it's I, at that level. Uh, I want to see something in that manner. Just show me something. He has a potential. Yeah. Um, and it's obvious WWE does like him because they're always using him at media outlets and uh, uh, be a star and all these campaigns. They're using Titus O'Neil a good amount of them. Um, and I just want to see them use him better, I guess, storyline wise. Yeah. Uh, Bad news. Barrett made uh, made his entrance. Cesaro, another guy that the crowd popped for because, along with Dean Ambrose, he was one of their last hopes. Now let's put the pin in there. Okay. Go back to Ryback. Okay. Uh, Ryback or yeah. no, Ryback? Okay. Oh, well, actually, let's still put a pin in it. Okay. Let's, let's yeah. go back after after Cesaro. Let's go. Big Show came out. Obviously. Uh-huh. Now let's go back to the Ryback thing. Ryback was eliminated. What? What's the Ryback thing? Well, Ryback was eliminated by Big Show and Kane. I feel like throughout that match, he should have been more so fighting alongside Dean Ambrose and Dolph Ziggler. Like, he should have been in there given the whole authority angle thing. Yeah, no, I I didn't even think about that. But, yeah, considering that these are the guys that kind of fought for their jobs. uh, And And they made no impact in the Rumble. Let's, I mean, talking about no impact... I mean, he did ha- have six eliminations, but Roman Reigns. There are moments where he was just hanging out in the in the corner of the ring, and very uh, in a relaxed state, just trying to catch his breath, let everything go take place. And I feel like he should have used those moments to actually be engaging uh, other wrestlers or doing some spots or something instead of just hanging out. And it's uh, time. Well, I get. And now Kane has broken Shawn Michaels' records for most eliminations in a, in 
throughout the Rumble history. Throughout yeah, there's every- a few. Uh, I mean, I have a bunch of these that I'm gonna. I have a lot of the records that I'm gonna talk about after. I'll bring those up. Okay, then we had Big Show's out there and stupid, stupid JBL comment. I guess he must. He must really feel stupid for saying this. That number thirty. Who is number thirty? Who is it? Oh right, it's Dolph Ziggler, and Cole's like, no, we already we already knew that it's Dolph Ziggler. Like he he got that spot. We already knew it. Now what? How did we know that he was the number thirty? I don't know if I we mean, knew that he was thirty, I, but we, we knew, knew Dolph was... Ziggler. We knew Ziggler was in it. Yeah, we knew Ziggler he, was. in it. I think that's what they were talking about when he got that spot. We knew. Is, that are was... you are you okay with that though? Where are the crowd? Where yeah, where the crowd knows. Who that no, like last year they had yeah Ray I'm perfectly fine with that because for the fact that that's who everybody wanted to win so you go back in Rumble history who's like won it, that it's go, gonna be go back in Royal Rumble history who's won in thirty I, I was, it, was it Undertaker or no I, that wasn't I, I I honestly can't tell you any of these numbers yeah I um, can't do it either which I wish I could but yeah um all right so um so that was your Ryback point correct. Yeah, which and okay. same same basically the same thing with Ziggler. Although, yeah, that I mean, then Big Show just knocked him out. I think that that entire Big Show that and was Kane, awful. There's no reason for these two awful um, future Hall of Famers to be taming up and taking out. Look at who they took out: Dolph Ziggler, Dean Ambrose, Ryback. There is no reason for them to team up to take out those three wrestlers. Um, unless there's something coming further, unless there's something it's, coming further, it but seems like there's going to be some sort of mania match where the, where Ziggler teams up again with Ambrose, calls up Ryback, calls up uh, who else did you say you eliminated? Was that it? Ziggler, Ambrose, Ryback. Oh, and then they go calls up Eric Rowan, who wasn't in the match, and they're going to do something with Kane and Big Show at Mania, some other bigger match. I I could see that, but I just feel like that's kind of they shouldn't have had them team up. It kind of made it look. I feel like it made the other guys look very weak, even though Big Show and Kane are those like those larger than life characters. But I don't, uh, not you don't mean to say larger than life characters. You mean giants? Yeah. Uh, how about the fact Steve, that how about the fact that only nine people eliminated somebody in the Rumble? I'm not a I'm not a fan of that. You had Roman Reigns, Rusev, and Bray Wyatt tied for six eliminations. You mm. had Big Show with five eliminations, Kane with four, Ziggler and Bubba Ray tied with two, and then Daniel Bryan and Dean Ambrose tied with one. Yeah. Um. Well, I guess the final four, as we said, Bad News Barrett. Wait, no, that's not the final four. The final four that we thought were Big Show, Kane, Reigns, and Ambrose. Yes. They did their whole thing. Kane or whoever Big Show chokeslammed Ambrose. And this is the moment where the crowd started to shift back again. Yes, because you, you have the Shield reuniting in the Royal Rumble, trying to take out the authority, Doing so, and then no, no, they didn't do anything because Dan Dean Ambrose. Why do I keep wanting to say Dan Ambrose always? Dean Ambrose gets lifted up, tossed over. Mm. Then it's Roman Reigns. Everyone's like fucking motherfucker. We know, like now, there's no hope for us. Now it's going to be Roman Reigns. This I thought it was so stupid. Yeah, when, it was that moment where I thought it was so stupid when Kane and Big Show were trying to eliminate. Roman Reigns, and then Big Show is like holding on to Kane, but still, he's clearly holding on to Kane. So Kane, yeah. Kane, oh no, he's not holding on. He's trying to eliminate me. 
So then they fight, and they're they're trying to eliminate each other, and then Reigns comes up from behind, eliminates him. Boom, Roman How, Reigns wins. Do you think that that made Reigns look weak? I think that they shouldn't. Have I don't had think that. I don't think it made him look weak for the fact that he eliminated Kane and Big Show at the same exact time. I think that it that entire um, I would have been agreeing with you if they didn't have that miscommunication between Kane and uh, Big Show. I feel like if you took that miscommunication between the two of them out, I would have been fine with it. But because they had that, it's kind of like Reigns wasn't going to be able to eliminate Big Show and Kane if they didn't uh, disagree with each other. I, I think he would have looked better if it was more of a they agree with each other and Roman Reigns still eliminated them and put it all on Roman Reigns as opposed to I don't know these but, guys had a disagreement and that's because that's why Reigns got the elimination. But they they but, get eliminated. Yeah. The, the ring the rel the ring. What the fuck, man? The what bell, are you trying to say? The bell rings. <laughs> And the ref in the corner waves it off, and that's it. Like they don't fucking say anything. Like they don't do anything, because then Big Show and Kane just they oh no fuck this we're coming back in. Let's beat down Roman Reigns. He just won the Royal Rumble. We're beating him down. So they beat him down. And I don't know if this was last minute or not or anything. I don't know if it was planned. Rock's music hits. Rock comes out, makes the save. Uh, they're standing tall. And then Rusev comes back into the match. He was never eliminated, which is funny because earlier in the day I sent Dave the clip of Santino doing the exact same thing. Saying that that's what you wanted. Yeah, and Dave would, no, absolutely not. And then it happened. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought that it was one of those spots that I've seen a little bit too much. But the one killer of this, was, well, just to go back with The Rock, uh, from what I've been reading, that was an impromptu thing. And I feel like that made that, in addition to everything, made Reigns look even more weak. That he needs, that, yeah, that his, he needs his family to do it. Yeah, he, he couldn't defend himself against Kane and Big Show, and he needs The Rock. To, how are we supposed to buy that? Someone that needs The Rock can, can take on Brock Lesnar by himself, who, who defeated Undertaker's streak. Yeah, who and is currently the WWE champion, and beat the crap out of John Cena that time. Right. Um, all right, so continuing for the crowd at this rate, I I understand that Rusev was their their. It was one of those like it was their last 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 glimmer. Which of like hope. they the crowd chanted they do Rusev. not want, and they do. This is like not their like. This is kind of like you're putting a it's hard their, it's decision their last choice. Point, it's their uh, last point. choice. They want Rusev to win, not realizing that then Rusev versus Brock Lesnar will be a thing. But then Roman Reigns just eliminates Big Show. Uh, Roman Reigns eliminates Rusev, and Rusev wins the match. This is where my pin in Curtis Axel comes there. I thought for sure, I thought for sure something was going to happen. Like Curtis Axel could come out and be made. That would have made Curtis Axel. When Triple H and Stephen McMahon came out, and they're like, why did you get involved, Rock? Why would you? Boom. Here's our solver. Or out of nowhere, here's our solver. Solve, here's our solver. Whatever the fuck, you know, what word? That's not even a real word. <laughs> we'll go with solver. To the problem that just took place right here is our guy, our new guy, Curtis Axel, comes from behind, from the crowd or something, eliminates Rusev, uh, eliminates Roman Reigns. Rock's like what? And boom, but now made instant heel, instant everything. 
Can I then WWE has to find scramble their way to WrestleMania? <laughs> All right, I disagree with the entire that booking of Axel. I think that that would be I would feel bad for Axel because even if I still think that he would have been booed if they if the crowd actually saw Axel's it supposed won. to be booed though. Yeah, but I feel if, like if that would get I huge like heat though. A, plus, you or maybe they would cheer to, big time for him. What? Maybe they would cheer big time for him because it's not it's anyone but Ruth. But uh, then Rose it's also one of those range. things where we just said before that we that there should be that if he's not in the ring by the next person, then but he's WWE's like, never said that. So, but it's one of those. I feel it's like it's not. One of those it's not a rule to me. It's not a rule that in any of my Royal Rumbles that I've ever watched, I don't ever remember them saying that. Mm-hmm. So it's. One I of those actually old feel like I I have heard them say that before. I don't. Uh, yeah, I just I don't recall. I mean that's. I bet overall, I I think that would have been. I don't think they, in a million years, would they ever do that. I don't think so either. But he's car. I think he's one hundred percent more than capable of it. I even to even add to that. Disagree. I don't. Why do you disagree with? I I Curtis Axel headlining WrestleMania. Not I. Obviously not this year at all. But I'm saying like. But then, but if you did go through with that story that you just said, what then? Curtis Axel versus. The champion Brock Lesnar. He doesn't have How to be. Is that, it, it's. I don't know. Where That's what that I said. WWS to scramble themselves there. Curtis Axel could one hundred percent lose the, the thing there. Sting yeah. could come out at Fastlane since that's a thing, and be like, "No, I'm actually the general manager." Curtis Axel's out. You guys cheated to win. He was out. He's officially out of the Royal Rumble. He can't come back in. Roman Reigns did in fact win. Yeah. There's ways um, around everything in, in WWE. Yeah. Over overall, uh, um, oh, before we talk about the pay-per-view overall, uh, then they had that post-match interview. Well, That's awful. Well, Roman Reigns in the ring celebrating blah, blah, celebrates with The Rock, points to the WrestleMania sign, crowd hates him. No pyro. They must have been like, nah, we're not giving you pyro. I thought that they had pyro. I think it might have been like the very last thing. Yeah, I think that they did have Pyro. But so then they're backstage, Rock and Roman Reigns being interviewed by I want to say Todd Phillips, Tom, but I'm not It's Tom. Tom? Like MySpace Tom? Yeah, but I'm not Was that him? It's Tom Phillips. Okay, he did such a I don't think it's his fault though. He's being fed those lines. It's not him doing the fucking interview. It's the Rock. I don't think he could It's the Rock 100% just burying Tom Phillips right there yeah, to but try Tom and Phillips get Roman Reigns over. But Tom Phillips couldn't control the Rock. No, he and couldn't. I, He's the someone, Rock. You can't control the Rock. And someone that brought up Stone Cold Steve Austin, of course, because that's one, one of the few podcasts I listen to, said that Renee Young should have conducted that interview. That and they. But they, if it was Renee Young who did it, it would have been hard getting buried by the Rock, and that's not good. But is it was it right what the Rock did? With what? Did the Rock treat that interview correctly? No, the Rock. First of all, I'm saying what the Rock buried Tom Phillips. Even more so, the Rock puts himself over. I thought it was – and he made a joke about it too. Yeah, he's like, making a joke through like, the whole thing. It's, a, it's supposed to be a big thing. Roman Reigns just won the Royal Rumble. He's going to WrestleMania to face the champion. He's not going to fucking WrestleMania to face Brock Lesnar. I and, wish and they would stop the Roy- saying that. And he's not going to the Royal Rumble to face Brock Lesnar either. Unlike I say? Phillips. No, that's what Phillips said. Oh. That's what Tom Phillips said. That, that, and that's one thing that I, when he said – that you're going to WrestleMania, uh, Royal Rumble to face uh, Brock Lesnar. I'm like, oh, dude, what the hell are you doing? But this is, it was more like an SNL. The Rock treated it as if it was an SNL skit. 
being like, oh, these people are laughing back. They're they're laughing over here. I don't think anyone. Uh, in you SNL can't keep a straight would... face, and it was just. I don't think anyone in an SNL skit would break like that and just like Jimmy Fallon. No, no, he would never go like, oh, look at these people are laughing at me. Oh laughing. no, but it was one of those. It felt like a skit. That's what that's what I mean by SNL relating to an SNL thing. It felt like a complete skit, a comedy skit. It didn't look like a. It didn't seem or come off as a legit interview, a legit. Uh, intense, happy, proud moment for Roman Reigns. It came off as a thank you, Rock, for being for speaking for me and covering my ass. If it wasn't for you, I would still be getting beaten up by Kane and Big Show. Thank you to my older cousin that I look up to. I thought it was it was one of those moments. It just showed that Roman Reigns wasn't ready to hold his own. <laughs> I agree. I think that maybe next year they could have done this, but I no. Think listen, WWE, could... WWE screwed up two years in a row. They screwed up last year. Everybody wanted Daniel Bryan to win the Royal Rumble. Everybody wanted Daniel Bryan in the Royal Rumble. Everybody wanted Daniel Bryan to be in that main event spot at WrestleMania 30. Batista, they bring him back. Oh no, he's going to be a great idea. People are going to cheer. Batista wins. No, they were wrong. They turned Batista heel. Then. Daniel. I still love just the, I love I still love the fact that Batista actually showed up on NXT on an NXT taping. Yeah, that's true. and cut a promo. I still love that fact. All right, keep it going. And he's also one of the only four, I believe, that have won the Royal Rumble twice. But uh, then this year, that's when everybody at that point when Rey Mysterio came out and everybody oh. knew Daniel Bryan was not going to be in that Royal Rumble. Everyone got behind a hundred percent behind Roman Reigns. That's, that's when that's they should have done year, it. That's the year Roman Reigns. You wanted Roman Reigns to do something. That's the year you do it. This year, now it's kind this of, year Roman it's, Reigns is Batista. They Batisted Roman Reigns. Now it's kind of like, oh, here, here's a silver platter, Roman Reigns. Just but it's, take but it. it's not like that for the fact that they probably didn't want Roman Reigns winning last year. They probably wanted it to be some sort of fucking triple threat between Triple H. Uh, Randy Orton and, and and Batista, or no? But I'm saying I'm saying this year. between them. I'm saying I'm saying this year. But I'm saying that it's I'm, a silver platter. That's why I don't think it's a silver platter. I don't think they handed it to him. I'm, I, I think, think that, that they. That, I think, I think they genuinely think that he's the good. He's the best person. No but that's pun why intended I, for the storyline purpose. Best for business. And that's why I disagree. I think that it does come off that he's being handed this opportunity, and Roman Reigns hasn't really done anything to deserve this opportunity right now. To which headline is... with hold on to headline with Brock Lesnar. I mean, Roman Reigns made his big comeback, which really no, did is. well. His big comeback, and he ended up getting feuded with uh, in a feud with Big Show. But that wasn't really that wasn't came. a big comeback. No, it wasn't. That I I did the. Finger things. Oh, like, see, and people patience. don't hear that. That doesn't come but, off like that. But I, that's where they went wrong again with Roman Reigns, and that's where I feel like it's being handed to him that he didn't deserve this. He hasn't earned anything to be given this opportunity, and I feel like it's just a little bit forced, like WWE's hands being forced by Vince McMahon. And I'm, if you could book the winner, because you mentioned how WWE screwed up twice. Um, last year they didn't book Daniel Bryan as a winner, which everyone wanted to see. This year, who do you think? Obviously, a lot of people wanted to see Daniel Bryan. It, if it I, wasn't going to be Daniel Bryan, there yeah. were only one answer, true one answer, 
which then everyone's like, oh, Brock, how could he go and face Brock? There's a fucking pay-per-view in between. Yeah, that's the thing. There is a pay-per-view, which... So don't tell me he's really, going to WrestleMania to face Brock well, Lesnar. After, once we get done to uh, discussing this, yeah, I want to discuss that too, how there's another pay-per-view and your idea with that. But who Dolph would you... Ziggler who is your other... Okay. Or Dean Ambrose. Do you think that... I guess, okay. And do then I think, goes into do I think there's Dean, still a pay-per-view... Do I think be- Dean Ambrose was ready for a title? No. Dolph Ziggler, he's been champion. He's ready. He's 100%. He could but carry now, the company. How you mentioned that there's a pay-per-view in between. Would this person continue, Dane Ambrose or Dolph Ziggler, continue to WrestleMania to face Brock Lesnar? No. Dolph or- Ziggler would have went on to WrestleMania to face whoever is champion, which is just okay. like Roman Reigns is going to WrestleMania to face whoever is champion. Okay, if if WWE to, doesn't want to... Have to s- you still have to bill it. You still Seth Rollins has the Money right in the now. Bank contract. He does. And once that changes, if that changes, then they'll adjust it. But for now, you need to sell tickets. You need to put a name no, in that question mark. I feel that's mark. so incorrect. That's If incorrect. you do not have a name in that question mark, that is not going to sell. That's but that's not what WrestleMania is to me. That's I, not. That's I not think if need, you have a pay-per-view in between with You need something two months, to put with time two square. You're not going to put up. You know, a, you're not going to put Roman Reigns versus question mark in time Vacant in Times Square. It's not versus vacant. It's Roman Reigns versus whoever will be champion at WrestleMania. You have exactly, months. but for now, to book to no, average for now, you cannot do that. I 100% disagree with that. Okay, I disagree with that. I I don't think that you can do it any other way. You have to advertise as it is currently. You need to put it out there. Put that in that. Roman Reigns does not have an opponent right now for WrestleMania. That is whoever is the champion. I feel like that's not going to sell any tickets. That's not you can't you can't advertise a match that isn't a match yet. How are you supposed to advertise? Pick up advertising. Advertise a match that is not a match. How are you supposed to pick up Skittles or Snickers or whoever else they ever wants to advertise and be like, oh yeah, no, it's WrestleMania, but the champion, the headlining match, we don't have anybody in there yet because we don't. just run games we you, you can't you can't you but can't. that's why you're supposed to say this and then no, that's why bullshit. if you look on the bottom it always says card no, subject to change i don't know i don't agree with that all right but what were we talking about before this you were talking about who should have won okay so you, yeah you mentioned ziggler would continue on to face whoever same thing with dean ambrose yeah or yeah. if yeah exactly but that's the problem i have like i don't see pre um um, realistically, I don't see Dolph Ziggler or Dean Ambrose winning this year and going on to headline WrestleMania. I just don't see it as a possibility. That, you don't you see know, that? You don't see that just because WWE hasn't shown that. That could be 100% it. I'm not going to say no, that is not why. That could 100% be why I cannot vision that. It's the same reason it, why I, you don't see fully Roman Reigns going to WrestleMania to face Brock Lesnar. It's because they they did such a shitty job at building Roman Reigns up. Oh yeah. So, but, I'm, but I'm more but I'm more okay with seeing Roman Reigns go to the WrestleMania than the How old are you to say the WrestleMania? I don't know. Um than Dean Ambrose and Ziggler. I could see Roman because Reigns he's that put in that before. spot. Even before. I mean, that's why I picked him as winning the Royal Rumble. And even the from the even from the start when we had rumors of the Rock, where Vince McMahon, they said, wanted The Rock versus Brock at WrestleMania for the title. And they said the rumors were Triple H versus, uh, Triple H wanted uh, Brock versus Roman Reigns for the championship. And I heard those, or I didn't even hear those rumors. You told me that's what it was supposed to be. Yeah. And I said I wanted to see, if that's going to happen, I want to see Rock versus Brock versus Reigns. You've said this forever, and I agree with you. I think that that would be entertaining. And now, even, thing, more, now even more so that The Rock got involved with the win. And, and because it's 
it's out i'm doing quotations it's out there that the rock was very unhappy with his response in the way that they have perceived roman reigns in the way that wwe is using him with that so so that could be like you know and and also people forget that with roman reigns being as over as he was and now all of a sudden he turns into batista of 2015 I wouldn't even. I wouldn't put it on that level. Dude. No, he was. I don't. No. In my, uh, in my given, opinion, given that Roman that, Reigns did nothing that Batista did at that point, but in the yeah, same storyline the sense, like, they Batista did. I don't know. I feel like to the where, fans, it's it's where WWE thought Roman Reigns was going to get cheered. They thought Batista was getting cheered. No. That's I don't not know. Honestly, I I liked Roman Reigns winning. I'm fi- completely fine with this. But listen, people forget that. With Roman Reigns, how over he was, even The Rock, The Rock debuted where people were like, oh, yeah, we could cheer this guy, and then slowly started to boo the fucking shit out of him. But then someone... now, as, as over as as Reigns is now with, with how much heat he gets, you never know. The Rock, he could turn into the next Rock, but he's not... But the thing is, when The Rock was that heel with the die Rocky die, I, I didn't even realize this until I heard it on the podcast that, um, <laughs> that what's it... When they were getting the die Rocky die and everything like that, and he was he had so much heat, he wasn't in the, he wasn't main eventing at the time. He was still right, which in is a another, faction, right? Which is another thing that I was gonna say is that it's not he's not obviously in the same spot as the Rock. Yeah, it's, it's different. But he's in the same. I don't know who else debuted as a face, and the fans quick turned so quickly. Yeah, um, I I honestly I don't know who I would realistically if it wasn't Roman Reigns. I don't know who – it's so tough to pick someone that's not Daniel Bryan because right. in my opinion – I mean my personal choice for a winner, I don't – I. You already said last week you don't – you hope Daniel Bryan does not win the Royal Rumble. I kind of – yeah. I really didn't want to see it again. Like, so I'm, had that I'm, big, fine, I'm fine with Roman Reigns to have, have yeah, the victory I, I wanted, as I long as see, it leads to somewhere where I believe that Roman Reigns could become champion. Okay, but I, if, I, still, if I could believe that this match is going to do something for his career, like if, if it would be The Rock versus Brock versus Reigns, with in the sense that, oh, here's my family. He could help me get to where I need to be. But no, I want to be champion now all of a sudden. Or I want to stop Brock Lesnar. I never officially had my rematch at uh, after SummerSlam 2002. I left. I never took my rematch. I don't know. You, you just threw such a... We've been talking so much that I completely lost my train of thought. You were talking about um, ho-hos and ding-dongs? Was I? I thought so, yeah. I can't remember what I was saying. Um, I don't know. I feel like Moving on. I feel like we should take a break here. We thought we got like a good hour and a half on that. Honestly, my heart is pounding because we're getting so like – it's not heated at each other. It's like heated you are, at – I've been speaking in one monotonal, one monotonal voice the whole time. <laughs> um, Dry eyes. I don't eyes, know. Uh, clear eyes. Yeah, take a break. Yeah, so we'll be right back here on Marking Out. This is Head Shrinker Samu. If you ain't listening to Marking Out, you ain't doing shit, homie. All right. That breather was well needed. I needed a cigarette after that segment. <laughs> um, <laughs> so from something to take away, though, Bray Wyatt was such an – he was the Iron Man of the entire contest. Yeah, he stayed in for what, like 25 minutes? 47 minutes 47 yep he was in the royal rumble wow. for 47 minutes or around there um 
But unbelievable performance by him. If you want to consider it, that's a huge push for him. He kind of had a, I mean, what is it, would, it, would you say a Roman Reigns-ish Royal Rumble kind of a deal? No. I mean, lasting, I think that's a huge push, though, for Bray Wyatt to be around for nearly 50 minutes in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, that's big. So that could be like, yeah, that's an accolade, but. I think so. Brock Lesnar is now unde- uh, still undefeated at Royal Rumble. He's 4-0. Oh, he has that? Yep, he has that. He has that. And then well, you when, before, when you've been around for how many years, then you only can see that how many. Well, talking about being around for many years, you mentioned Kane before. Kane passed, uh, passed HBK in the elimination record. He actually, He's actually at 43 right now. Uh, Kane is tied with Shawn Michaels, Randy Orton, Steve Austin, Batista with the most Royal Rumble appear- uh, Final Four appearances with five. Wait, and I, this is- do you have anything about who was in the Royal Rumble the longest without winning? No. I, I just have stuff kind of related to uh, I, I'm almost, I guess this. Rey Mysterio was in the longest, I believe. Potentially. But I mean, I, I do C- know that there's... CM, direct- CM Punk was in at 40, 49 minutes without winning. That I yeah. know. But I don't know anyone else. I am unsure. And this is the... Oh, Dolph, Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler was longer than him at almost 40 uh, at almost 50 minutes wow oh and kane this is kane's 20th royal rumble con- uh, appearance consecutive damn yeah what does that say how insane is that damn it, and never won once never won once this is his 18th royal rumble match that's awesome though 18th 20 consecutive and he still hasn't won the champion uh the royal rumble that's, what any that's, that's crazy Right, dude, uh, that's crazy. Even more so, like flash back to like 2010, the person that was in the Royal Rumble the longest was John Cena at 22 minutes. Bray Wyatt went 20 more minutes than that. CM Punk and Dolph Ziggler went 20 more minutes than that. Yeah, like that's crazy. Oh, here's Rey Mysterio. He was in 49, 24, and he didn't win. But Dolph Ziggler still has more than that. That's insane. So it, um, might, it might be Ziggler. So far, it's Ziggler, at least. I don't know. All right. So that's all the Royal Rumble talk that we could actually handle. Um, but let's talk about some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Now, as everyone knows, uh, Raw was, I guess, uh, the live Raw, the live actual event. Our live Raw. Canceled. Yeah, Raw emanated live from the WWE headquarters in Stamford, Connecticut, Due to the blizzard. Yeah. It was supposed to take place live from Hartford, Connecticut, but they moved that to a live Thursday SmackDown and canceled SmackDown in Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Cole and Booker T, they were the ones that opened up Raw, but they cut to JBL, who was doing weather on the roof for Monday Night Raw, which I have to give him major props. He was just wearing a suit and literally just doing the weather up there for that segment until he was, came back inside. Or I got in. a good laugh how he, he was drawing the sun and everything. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. And he's giving the weather. He goes, in Bermuda. But I, like, I, would, I, mean, I would be able to be up there in a the suit doing that, but that's nuts to, to do that. And – uh what they did on this episode was they replayed the title match, which was Brock Lesnar 
John Cena and Seth Rollins and the Royal Rumble match in full. But in addition to those matches, they had sit-down interviews, which I would have to believe they filmed earlier in the day. I would assume so because we saw reports that Brock Lesnar uh, already caught a flight back to Minnesota. Which is funny because I didn't see that report and I made and I, I made that, that – uh, the iPhone text messaging thing before they even canceled the Raw. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wrote something about John Cena saying the champ is here. And by champ, I mean me because Brock Lesnar's left already as soon as he heard Raw was – or no, as soon as he heard the blizzard or whatever. I don't know. I forgot what I wrote. But Yeah, they, the, the, the sheets probably took it off of you. <laughs> that would be funny. Um, but Seth, right, so what, Seth Rollins, yeah. yeah, Seth Rollins was interviewed by Michael Cole, which I was put off through the whole thing because Michael Cole was just gazing over the shoulder of Seth Rollins, not even looking at Seth Rollins. So I guess he was maybe reading lines there. A last that's, lines. I, I would assume that that's the reason why. And they they basically spoke about the match from the Royal Rumble and how Seth Rollins could be a major player in WWE, and uh, they brought in Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar to be interviewed, and Heyman spoke about how Brock is the answer to everyone's problem. Brock uh, just basically breathed very heavily through the interview until it came time for him to actually talk about Roman Reigns, which I think Brock never should never, we always say this, never should be on the microphone. Who needs who needs the, the, the mic more? Um, the help with the mic more, Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar? I think at this point, obviously. Who needs the mic piece more? It's obvious that Roman Reigns at this point because Brock Lesnar's already that established... Yeah, and I feel like Brock Lesnar can like hold his own to the point where he he makes up for everything in the ring and with the crowd while Roman Reigns is kind of still trying to gain that kind of momentum from the crowd. Yeah, and up next is uh, they had Byron Saxton interview Roman Reigns, which that's where the little controversy came into play where not within me but within, I guess, you and the – Internet. Oh, it wasn't, wasn't – I have no problem with it. No. Well, well, that's the whole well, – If that was no. that. <clears throat> During the interview, you can hear someone talking in the background that many people jumped on board to – that that Reigns was being fed lines, which the way he was reacting to Byron's uh, questions that were being asked – it kind of seemed like maybe he was listening and then responding. Is there a problem with that though, or would you have an issue with it? Uh, yeah, well, like, it like was, if, if if it was, it's, it's it's something that we'll never know. But if it turns out that he was being fed lines, I'm perfectly fine with that for the fact that this was probably one of the best promos that we've ever seen. Not promos, but interviews, sit downs. Words from Roman Reigns that we've ever seen or heard. If it helps him in uh, his character portrayal and his advancement of uh, character and whatever else with pro wrestling, I'm fine with it. Whatever he needs, just give him the tools. Absolutely. And I I like during this, Roman Reigns was speaking about his family history and mentioning the Samoan dynasty. And uh, I like that it helped Roman Reigns actually look more on point to face Brock Lesnar. Do you think it's... I'm sorry, what else were you I was going to say? say, it was better than something he's ever done in front of a live crowd. So, although at points I think he seemed like he was acting too much, but overall it did what it needed to do. Or it did, it did what, 
like obviously something big needs to happen where his promo skills aren't up to the level of going against Paul Heyman or speaking live in front of a crowd. So it did what like it it cemented something that needed to be there. Do you think that the going back to the his family lineage and everything like that? Do you think that that's kind of like um it's always going to happen though. I know, but do you think that's kind of like a a chump out or it's always going to happen? A pat, yes, like it, them, yes, it's a chump out. Even but like that's them, not a word but I would on, ever but, use. But then, like, kind of hitting the panic button, like being like, he's yeah. not getting over with this. So absolutely, let's go to the family. So absolutely, the there's, family. there's a reason why it was never mentioned before. Although it could be the reason being that they're mentioning it now is because look at look at who look at this world champion that came out of the Samoan dynasty. Look at this champion. Look at the Rock. Look at this person. It could be that build up. Like, if you look at the Royal Rumble match, something big from that match would be John Cena actually, what, would he be tying Ric Flair? John, I think John Cena, yeah, I think John Cena would have been, would have been overtaking Flair if he won the, the title. So, there wasn't any focus on that. That's something that should have been a focus point if John Cena was going to actually pick up that victory. So in adding the fact that Roman Reigns is now talking about his family lineage, that will add to the, like, oh my God, the Samoan dynasty has another champion. Look at this. His family is all proud of him. They're all here, this and that. They're all at WrestleMania. There's Lance in the ring right there. <laughs> and then Lance interferes. And- okay, relax, Marl. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I do. I in in some points where it could be a cop out. That's what I. Well, that's the word, not chump out. Oh uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> it could be a cop out there, but in the same sense, if Roman Reigns is going to win that championship, they're giving him a reason, a backstory, his family history. They yeah. did the same thing with with uh, Charlotte Flair in NXT. Don't mention that I'm Ric Flair's daughter. Oh, she's debuting. She's champion. Oh, Ric Flair's daughter. Yeah. So, and then after after that interview, you had Dean Ambrose uh, outside of headquarters, walking around in the snow and walking in. Uh, which I would love to know who they did that interview, whose office it was that they did the interview in front of, because in there in that office there was a sheet mask and there was an electric guitar. So who are you that you have both of those things hanging? I I feel like they have the most random. I mean, they have that Zack Ryder cutout. On that one floor, yeah, and like it's like on the floor or in someone's office, the Zack Ryder uh, cut out. Yeah, so who who whose office was that? But Dean Ambrose was uh, basically just speaking about the road to WrestleMania, how it's filled with twists, turns, and dangerous conditions, much like the snow, much like the blizzard and everything. And uh, he said he's going to make it to Mania. So there was that little. I guess they needed to. Uh, it's weird that they had Ambrose in there and not Ziggler at all. Wait, what do you mean? Because of the people who were going to, of the people who were there, you had Seth Rollins who has a guaranteed title shot whenever. You had Brock Lesnar champion Roman Reigns who won the Royal Rumble and Dean Ambrose just there. Dean Ambrose is the extra guy who's nothing related to anything uh-huh. yet. So. There has to be a reason why Dean Ambrose was there and nobody else. Maybe they were stranded. I don't know. I mean, we do know that there a good amount of them were stranded. Oh, I mean, and, after and, a certain after a certain point, and I don't Bryan. think they're 
What? And Daniel Bryan was there, so. Yeah, like after a certain point, they weren't even allowed to drive on the roads. Uh, I think at 9 o'clock, you weren't allowed to drive on the road. So they may have actually been stuck, uh, stranded there. I don't know. But Renee Young sat down with Daniel Bryan, which she spoke about the Yes Movement. movement and uh, I guess everyone would call it Yeslemania at this point, which was WrestleMania 30 last year. And he spoke about how fans were disappointed to see that he didn't win the Royal Rumble this year and how... They were upset that Roman Reigns actually won. And he said that Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania would have been the perfect David Goliath story, which it really would have. But I'm just going to – I'll say it now, but I said it off the air. I wasn't going to go back to it. But one of the reasons I didn't want Daniel Bryan to win the Royal Rumble and go on to WrestleMania is because I didn't want to take anything away from what happened at WrestleMania, at last year's WrestleMania because it was so heavily focused on Daniel Bryan and his championship victory. But in addition to that, you also have that big, big story of Connor and how much that meant to Connor, his family, and everything like that. And I, I don't want to really take anything away from that moment, or at least not uh, the WrestleMania straight up following that one. It may not be on the same level or anything like that, because I don't think that they really are on the same level. But I don't want to take anything away from it. So that's why I'm kind of like lenient on the Daniel Bryan not being involved with that. So. And the last interview was between Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. And Paul, I think it was going to be Michael Cole that was doing the interview. And Paul said, yeah. if you don't mind, I'd like to conduct this. So I love the way that he went about that too. Like he asked like Roman Reigns, like with all due respect, like would you mind if I conducted, if I asked the questions? Like he's just so... He's so political, and I don't know. For the first time in a long time, I was enjoying hearing Paul Heyman. Yeah. I enjoyed how Paul Heyman spoke about how he's known Roman Reigns' family longer than Roman Reigns has known his family. It's true. Being a photographer at MSG, taking Yokozuna's first promotional picture, um, being manager for Fatu Rikishi before he became Rikishi. And all these other things that was like, that gave me goosebumps. That's the thing. That's what I do think is so cool about that lineage is that it does go back so long. And there's so many like, it's kind of like that, what is it? The five things of Kevin Bacon. Six. Like, I feel like, you, yeah, I feel like you could do that with the Six Anawai degrees family. of separation. Yeah, and we really could because there's, it's, it's multi-generational that even though, even if there might be like three or four generations of, of the family, with like Peter Maivia and Afa and Sika, it's still there's so many different decades that cover the Anawahi family, and it's just so it's a strong uh, family too, a strong bond, and it's just like I would love to read like a a bio if one of them put out a biography, I would definitely be a fan of reading that. Like if one of the head shrinkers or something like that, or you could just read uh, the Rock, is, yeah. Yeah, but I don't the know Rock if he, is I don't know like, if he he's not that. really... Yeah, The Rock's in the family, isn't it? His mother is an Anawahi, or no? No. Wait, no. Oh, right, right, right. No, Peter, they're, right, they're, right. They're, they're not blood Alpha, Sika, and Peter yeah. are brothers. Yeah, they're not blood-related. Right. Those were air quotes. They're, they're, yeah, they're, okay. They're blood brothers. Like, I would love if, like, Fatu, if Rikishi made a biography. Like, I would be a fan of reading something like that. Uh, But back on to the... 
the yeah. interview Paul Heyman brought up 2002 and how The Rock ruled WWE and how it was Brock that took the title from him. And like I said earlier, The Rock never asked for a rematch. So there was never a second match between the two, which is another reason why for Paul Heyman to have said that, for me to gears in my head start turning and being like, they're planting seeds right here for Rock versus Brock versus Reigns. And for the record, you've been calling this since like last August. So, but Reigns said that he's beating Brock at Mania, which I thought it made Roman look very strong here. And Brock said that he doesn't respect Reigns, to which Roman Reigns replied, but you will. It was a very good promo. So I think that's very powerful. And I think Raw should have ended right then and there. I don't think they needed to cut back to the studio with Michael Cole, uh, JBL, and, and Booker T. Mm-hmm. But Yeah. But that was, um, that's basically Monday Night Raw. Otherwise, for Monday Night Raw, they announced that Rusev will face Cena at Fastlane, which I don't, I don't I, understand. I don't like it for the fact that it spawns off of one little fucking thing that happened on the WWE Network after a pay per view ended. I also, I told you this was going to happen back in back when Rusev, when you like back when Rusev was feuding with Big E. You asked where is where is he going? I told you he was going to be booked. And built to right, be so, facing John Cena. So it'll be Rusev defeating John Cena at this at the fast lane, and John Cena picking up the victory at WrestleMania. It's inevitable. No one I would. No one I would love. Mark hashtag Mark Dreams. All right. So uh, Rusev Cena. Rusev goes over John Cena at uh, what is yes, it? Fast lane. Which is so stupid and, that. Yeah, but then Which he Stephen, gets... Stephen McMahon's reasoning for changing it was because Elimination Chambers, most of the arenas these days have new, bigger scoreboards, so they can't it's... fit the chamber. It's like there's tons of old arenas okay. out there that you can fit. Me off. But sorry, yes, go on. You wanted to, you, after after Fastlane, after Rusev defeats Cena at Fastlane. After Rusev defeats Cena at Fastlane. Rusev defeats Cena. Okay, so <laughs> Rusev defeats Cena at Fastlane. He gets on the Monday Night Raw. He gets on the mic. He starts seeing how he defeated the crowd favorite. He def- well, he defeated the guy that represents WWE. He, yeah, the face he of WWE. The face of WWE. The face of America. The American bred John Cena. He beat him. Out comes Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle, Rusev, WrestleMania. Yeah, okay. Or Rusev. Or Very Rusev goes in. Dreams. Oh yeah. Or Rusev goes into WrestleMania, unbooked. Gets on the mic. Says no, everybody fears me. I WrestleMania. I beat. I beat John Cena. There's not one American that could stand up to me. Out comes Kurt Angle. WrestleMania. Realistically, defeats, realistically, defeats Rusev. Realistically, be instead of Kurt Angle. Why do I have to see that again? See, I don't want to swagger. Yes, I do not. I will go crazy. I do not want to see Rusev Swagger. I do not want to see Rusev Big E. Please. Please. What, what, if, what if he's at WrestleMania, he's calling people out, and it's... Ho! And you fucking... Hacksaw oh. Jim Duggan gets his WrestleMania moment. <laughs> oh, thank you. Didn't he have his moment? He won the Giving Battle Royal? No, he lost that. He, he, I don't even think he was in that. Actually, He wasn't even in that. Slaughter was supposed to win, and then Iron Sheik dumped him over and won. Nah. Hacksaw wasn't in that. 
He was in something. I don't know. But uh, also that, from that's my that's my mark out my mark dream though. Also from Monday Night Raw, they announced Triple H challenging Sting to a face to face at Fastlane, which is like I don't so know. Sting, kind of... Sting will slowly become Mister Pay Per View, I guess. Do you think that he'll accept? I don't see why he wouldn't show up. I mean, the next pay per view, you have two months in between, and then it's fucking mania. Now, when hypothetically you do go not not really two months, but you go forward with Undertaker versus Sting. That's not that can't happen. I know. Is that the time where you have Undertaker return? I don't. I honestly, I don't think Undertaker is going to be at WrestleMania this year. I would have liked to have seen them pull the trigger on SmackDown to do because clearly Sting versus Taker should never happen. It should have only happened ten years ago, fifteen years ago. I kind of, I still feel like they still put on a good match. We've just seen also we, we, saw, we saw Sting in TNA. We saw Undertaker last year. It's not. It of course, it's not. If, it's not going to be want, what it, it could have been. If you want a special match for Undertaker to go out on, it's it's something like Undertaker versus Kane. Even though, who wants to see that again? That <laughs> I, I sign me up. I, I want to see that. And that's what I, I, I tweeted during SmackDown was that watch in the casket, Undertaker will be there, boom. Undertaker, Kane, no matter who loses, who wins that match at WrestleMania, both retired. That's it. They're done. Do you throw McFoley in there as a special ref? You could. There. Or even on commentary or something. Have Jim Ross and Foley call commentary for the match. Who knows? Jeez, this is a long podcast this week. And now it's uh, going to get even longer. Because that's what she said? On to SmackDown? Definitely not for you. No, because they announced the WWE, <laughs> WWE Hall of Fame inductee, the celebrity wing being Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. Um, I, I, before you comment, because I know you have a, uh, a lot written down for this. I'm going to just quickly say that. I'm a o- lot written down, bro. It's all in my but, head. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay with all of it. I am I understand Schwarzenegger being inducted, especially because of being from California. There's just other people that I would have re- – I mean Andy Kaufman could have went in from Hollywood. Cindy Lauper could have went in from for uh, California uh, – for Hollywood. And I think it's bullshit that you won't do an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. No, I'm not. Um, just get to the Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. It's so not I'm, good, not, I'm, not, I'm not surprised by it. I'm fine with it. But, but come on. Just realistically, I think, I think you could give an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. And mine was awful. Yours can't be any worse. I ain't going to do it. Dude, come on. Just do it. I ain't going to do it. Dude, just do it. Come on. I ain't going to do it. New day. New day. <laughs> Get to the chopper. <laughs> See, come on. That's not so bad. Dude, I fucking popped huge in that video when Paige goes... Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. <laughs> Dude, that was so funny. And she goes, no, I'm just kidding. I'll be back or whatever she said. Yeah. But, okay, so. I'll be back. No, that doesn't sound like him. It, but As if it sounded like him before. Yeah, is this David? Does this sound, it sounds more like Seth Rogen, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just something Seth Rogen. <laughs> yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm getting inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame. <laughs> See, it's not great. Everybody, if you did that impression, though, people know that. Like, yeah. It's like, you know, it's obviously a Christopher Walken impression, but it's not good. It doesn't sound like Christopher Walken. Not at all. But all right, I, so I believe let's... I believe it was in the 60s 
when he was workout buddies with uh, Billy Graham and maybe Bruno San Martino when Arnold Schwarzenegger first came to the United States. And in 1999, he was a guest on SmackDown where Vince McMahon presented him with the replica WWF Championship because Arnold Schwarzenegger was crowned like the world champion of box offices or whatever at that time. So well, Vince, everyone wanted to see him. Yeah, so Vince McMahon was like, well, I'm going to world champion. I'm going to give him my world championship. So later in that night, they had a match where it was The Rock, Shane McMahon, Kane, and Test against DX. And Schwarzenegger was on commentary. Triple H knocked out Earl Hebner. Stone Cold was the guest enforcer. And he grabbed a chair and accidentally hit The Rock. He was going for Triple H and hit The Rock by mistake. Jeez, you're really going into detail with yes, that. Yes, because I, I'll, yeah. So Triple H threw Stone Cold into the ring, and Arnold handed Stone Cold a chair. Test, uh, I guess Stone Cold hit, hit Triple H with a chair, and Test pinned Triple H and won. Stone Cold Steve Austin made the count. Then Triple H got into Arnold Schwarzenegger's face and went to punch him, and Schwarzenegger ducked and hit Triple H with a backhand and then punched him while he was on the ground that was that 2013 he inducted bruno san martino into the hall of fame in at the ceremony in madison square garden the night before wrestlemania 29 and then in 2014 arnold schwarzenegger and joe magniello hosted monday night raw where they were promoting whatever movie they were in and they were doing an in-ring segment with hulk hogan where miz came out ran them down whatever you suck this sucks and then the three of them ended up hitting miz and that's Arnold Schwarzenegger's WWE career. Still better than Coco Beware. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. funny. But now, um, I guess now maybe it makes more sense as to why in 2015 they're having the NXT house show or live wrestling at the Arnold Classic. Yeah. So I, I just I went through all those details because to me there's not enough. Okay. My voice just cracked. I'm going to... There's not enough there for an induction for me. But I am I... fine with it because it is a celebrity wing. And I hate that okay. people say that the celebrity wing is a joke because there are people who contributed so much that are celebrities, like Mr. T last year, like Donald Trump previously, like um, even Pete Rose. I disagree with Pete Rose. But, but Pete, I Rose, see, Pete Rose I was a huge Pete... player, huge part of storylines. I don't three WrestleManias in a row. Well, yeah, the only okay, I yeah, with that. But I also think that the Pete Rose not being inducted with the obviously that's why they that's yeah. probably why they did it in two thousand two. The uh, Drew Carey, I don't get. Drew Carey is still one of those like oh fuck, like, it's one is of those it Bob David... Barker. <clears throat> I think it's Bob. Is it Bob Barker or Bob? Oh, Uecker? Bob Euchler. Bob Euchler. Yeah, but even still, he did some good stuff with WWE in the, back in the day. I mean, there's just some random ones. But Drew Carey was one of those ones that are just like the David Arquette being champion, just like stabbing you in the gut. Yeah. But, but, like. Kind of like how Coco Buehr is inducted on the wrestler's side. Stabbing you in the gut. But like David Arquette and I guess Ernie Ladd, not Ernie Ladd, um, uh, Johnny Rods. But, uh, because what the fuck did Johnny Rods ever do in wrestling? Didn't he do a lot? He trained a lot of wrestlers. (sighs) A lot of people, a lot of known wrestlers came out of uh, but that, out of his training grounds. Training is that enough to get into the WWE Hall of Fame? No, he was a jobber. 
I mean, if you think about it, yes, there's a though, lot of but wrestlers. In the same sense, I would put Brooklyn Brawler up there as a Hall of Famer. So maybe. I mean, but if you look at it, there's a lot of wrestlers um, that are currently in the Hall of Fame that really, did, you, you look at their career and you're just like, wait, why? 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 I, it, like, why? I mean, like, why are they inducted? I, I don't get, like, what did they ever do? To yeah, I really, to this day, to, to this day, I have no clue why Ric Flair's in there. No, just kidding. Jeez. Wow. I thought you would react a little faster than that. But then, I mean, on the other one, it's, it, uh, Johnny Rods is inducted into the Cauliflower Alley Club, which is a very rare club that you get. Uh, but, no, no, no. But, but you're right, though, in the fact that Abdullah the Butcher or Carlos, yes. Colon, Carlos Colon or somebody like uh, Vern Gagne even. But it's still – I understand why yeah, because there's so same. many contributions to the world of professional wrestling that they've given that it's not even – it's not just the WWE Hall of Fame. It's the – Hall of Fame of wrestling in general. Yeah. Yes, you're never going to see Mildred Burke or somebody like that in the Hall of Fame of WWE, but there's a lot of people, a lot of big players. When Vince wants somebody for the network, when he wants, when he wants the WWE, when he wants the content, he's going right after it. <laughs> yeah, well, well, of course we'll put you in the Hall of Fame. Just uh, sign on the dotted line, and we could get Mid South or whatever. Yeah, that's the thing. There's a lot of wrestlers, as you mentioned, that there are that are questionable with the Hall of Fame, and it's unfortunate because there's so many wrestlers. I mean, William Perry. There's other. There's people that are, have been involved. In but the that's wrestling. even the that same thing, though. Should be. But William Perry, I think that he was huge at WrestleMania too. I think it was when he when he was in that battle royal. But even still, I mean, it, it's. I go. I don't know. There's still a lot of pe- there's still a lot of people that are left off this uh, this list. Right, but it's like but, but like I was gonna say, much like David Arquette, Drew Carey is one of those guys that were very humble to be where they were, very very respectful respectful of the wrestling industry, and that I I respect them 100 percent for everything. And David Arquette even says when they told him he was winning the world championship, he's like, no, fuck this, no. And then went along with it, but mm-hmm. so yeah. I mean, you could list off. I'm sure every pro wrestling fan could list off five people off the top of their head that they want to see inducted into the Hall of Fame. I want to see Macaulay Culkin, right? <laughs> he did Where, stuff in WWE. He did. Um, I want to see right. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Pam Anderson? Yeah. Um, all right, so let's talk about actually SmackDown. How about it? Yes, how about it? <laughs> <laughs> you, you didn't even mean that, right? No, I did. No, you I didn't. Actually, I, you 100% yeah, I did. didn't mean the quote Pete Rose right there. Come on. Yeah, I'm actually – I just scrolled across him too because I'm on that Hall of Fame page. We're on WWE.com or uh, – uh, Wiki. All right, but continue with the Smack. Well, con- uh, start opening, Smackdown. Yeah, opening SmackDown, Triple H opened it up saying that he's going to be putting an end to the controversy of the Royal Rumble. And on Monday, he's going to make an announcement that will likely shake the WWE Universe to its core. Now, what controversy is he talking about? It was, this like, is, what, this really, is the thing. This the is the only, thing. There's nothing really controversial. Like, there's nothing controversial. The only Kayfabe, thing that, kayfabe-wise, there's no controversy. The only controversy... Not, wait, but on, not kayfabe-wise, the only controversy... That could be out there is Curtis Axel not being in it. There's no, really no other you're controversy. Wrong. That's wrong completely. So what real, other controversy? Real life, real life controversy. 
why is Roman Reigns getting booed when he's your top guy? When he's supposed to be it, he's the person that won the Royal Rumble, and he's currently a, a good guy. Why is he getting booed? That's controversy right there. I, I don't know did the did the wrong man win the Royal Rumble? That's controversy. I don't what happens? So. What happens with Daniel Bryan? What happens with Dolph Ziggler, Dean Ambrose? That's controversy. So, feel, so uh, taking kayfabe out of it and making it real life again, there's controversy to have to to be settled. Okay, yeah, if you take it out of the wrestling aspect, but I, honestly, I feel bad for Roman Reigns. Very the much guy, so. Very, very he, much so. Because, I'm not going to say. Hold on, I'm not going to say that. He, I'm sure he busted his ass and has worked very hard to get to where he is, and it may come off as if he's being given all these opportunities. But he's also done so much to advance himself compared to where he was when he first came in with the Shield, and or even when he was with uh, NXT as Liaki. He has advanced himself so much, and it's so it's very unfortunate to see a pro wrestler accomplish something like um, winning the Royal Rumble or winning a big like one of their career highlights, and not having the crowd react the way that you really hope that they would react and be happy for you for. It, it, I really do and feel it, for and it. And it definitely st- it has to sting. It, it, I'm not, it, it, that's not even a question. It, it, it stings. It stings Roman Reigns. I, not even like, what, I don't even re- know what his real name is, but it hurts the guy be, that's portraying Roman Reigns. Just like just, that's say, a, just say Anawahi. Is it is it Matt yeah. or is Matt Anawahi the other? That's awesome. Rosie. Yeah, that's I think Rosie. That's Rosie. Um, but, but no, but I I feel uh, Liati Anawahi. Oh, it is. Or Joe, Joe. Yeah, it's Joe. Right. Like that I makes more sense. I feel bad for him. He. I mean, because he's I, done, he's done everything right, everything he was supposed to do by the books of WWE. The WWE just fucking screwed him big time. Yeah, I I feel like he's just getting the uh, the bat the shit end of the stick. Hey, he was born the day before me. Cool. Same, All right. same year. Yeah, same year. But back to the major announcement. There's almost one of maybe. Maybe two or three situations that could be the announcement. Which are? One being that Triple H will be splitting the championships up. Which well, makes- that, that, that's, it's a possibility. I know, uh, continue what you were saying. I didn't mean to ask you so uh, prematurely. But it's, it's, a, it's a possibility. Do I want that to happen? No, because then that makes Roman Reigns look even weaker or anyone else who wins that championship even weaker because they didn't face Brock Lesnar to get that. Now, why do you think that they would split it? What bring like it's I'm, just I'm a, assuming it's a, that you didn't a, read it. You no, I didn't. No, but it's a well, major it's you... a major shakeup that because because they they put so much focus and energy into combining the titles and how great it's going to be now that there's one unified champion in WWE. Then this happens and everyone's pissed off. Let's well, split the championship. What, what's I feel like that. What? I feel like that would be deadly. I feel like doing that would. I don't. I I don't even consider that. that I don't. As an I option. really. I, that's. I don't want that to happen at all. But that is an option. I I don't see it as an option just because I see that as such a deadly move for Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar and the WWE. I feel like splitting it would be such a deadly and harsh move, and I I don't even see that happening. Option. But what's your what, option yeah. two? They hold a tournament for an opportunity to get into that main event match. Okay. Do we want to see that? 
Not necessarily. Or they hold an option or a, a tournament. I, I, you know they what? Hold I, an, they hold a tournament for a number one contender spot. Hold for on, whoever I, beats so and so, the champion at WrestleMania. Whoever wants out a champion. I could do a um, a tournament where the winner of the tournament faces Roman Reigns to continue to uh, WrestleMania. I could do that. Like where the the final kind of like when you play the uh, the video game. How usually with our championship, the winner of the King of the Ring faces TDS. I feel like the winner of that small King of the Ring tournament, I mean, the tournament would face Roman Reigns to move on to headline WrestleMania. I could, I would be fine with that, where Roman Reigns is kind of like... Where Roman he, Reigns' it, position is solidified, or... Yeah, well, where his his position is kind of like... To, you, The trophy is facing him to get to WrestleMania. Another option, which... I mean, it's not really... It's the same option with the tournament... Uh-huh. Where you have maybe a guy like Dean Ambrose, he picks up that victory. He wins the whole tournament. But instead of a match at WrestleMania or a spot in that match, he it's that number one contender slot. So whoever walks out of WrestleMania champion, Dean Ambrose at the next pay-per-view is facing that person, the WWE champion. The option I- there being... Dean Ambrose wins that. Roman Reigns beats Brock Lesnar. Brock's not going to fucking get a rematch. He's going right off the UFC, I'm sure, right after that. I think so, he's already in talks to make his return. Right. So, fuck, Brock's out of the equation no matter what. Roman Reigns is walking out of WrestleMania champion. Boom. No, he's not. Cash in. Seth Rollins is champion. Roman Reigns gets his rematch at the next pay-per-view because, fuck, I didn't lose that. That's bullshit. I didn't get my rematch. He reenacts or re- he he invokes his rematch clause. Shield triple threat. I know you just said you don't want to see something like that at WrestleMania, but at the next pay per view, I don't think that's such a bad thing. I feel like a move like that is so. I don't know. I feel like it's WWE is people will want. Obviously, Roman. Reigns I feel like it's a panic move. no matter what. I mean, I booed. feel like it's just panic moves. Roman Reigns getting booed no matter what. So they want yeah. they want Ambrose to win. They want Seth Rollins as champion. But what what about if they had option if, three? Uh, Sorry, option three though is Triple H inserting. I you said option three already. No, option well option three was still actually continuing on option two, so it wasn't option. Okay, three. so this is the option, real option. Three. Yeah, option three would be Triple H inserting himself into the match. Which yes! are you good? What was that? Are Sorry, you fucking kidding me? me? Are you fucking Thank kidding you. me? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Continue. I, I, what was that? I sneezed. Did you hit your head on the table? <laughs> no. I, I almost, like, I almost I wanted to cut that out. <laughs> I tapped the table and then like when I sneezed, my entire body just swung me forward. Sorry, continue. So I said option three would be Triple H inserting himself somehow into that match. But obviously, that I you can't see that happening because you there's almost an guaranteed Sting versus Triple H. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna ch- chime in with I guess my impromptu options. I don't think that they should do another triple threat match for WrestleMania. So whatever I do think But but what about a, a fatal four way since there's only been one fatal four way? I could be fine with the fatal four way, but triple threat I wanted to avoid just because we saw that last year and I don't want it to be something that we just saw. Daniel Bryan so, did it. Daniel Bryan did it. Th- yeah. Um, what about that battle royal concept? I mean, you mentioned a tournament, but what happens if that was converted into a 15-man battle royal? Same thing. 
It's the same um, thing to me. I think it would be funny if they had like a battle royal, but started kind of not everybody in the ring. Have it sort of like how the Royal Rumble concept is. Every except maybe every minute and a half, uh, wrestler comes out and have the last. <laughs> Are you number kidding me? Number fifteen. Do you not uh, know how many fucking minutes are in between? Isn't it two? It's ninety seconds. Oh really? Yeah. I thought it was two minutes in between. No. All right. We'll have Curtis Axel as the last guy and have him be eliminated. I don't know. I'm fine with the battle royal. I'm fine with the tournament. Um, I'm even fine with leaving it as it is. And then, like you mentioned, it, the Seth Rollins cash it in on e- on either Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns. Because I don't think that Brock Le- – uh, Roman Reigns, I don't think he has to beat Brock Lesnar. But I, I, and in the same sense, though, I also think it's bullshit just to totally go away from this for a second – that okay. Brock Lesnar probably won't have a match at Fastlane. But that may also involve Triple H's announcement, too. Which uh, we have he no may clue. force him into uh, defending it. You have to you have to face Heidenreich at, Wrestle, at Fastlane. Yeah. What but Lesnar, but Le- I don't, in my opinion, Brock, uh, Brock Lesnar doesn't have to lose the championship of WrestleMania. What about Brock there's so much controversy from the Royal Rumble that you have to face old partners and old allies and old enemies of yours. Could the you, first could, one is your old wrecking crew partner, Shelton Benjamin. And then Shelton Benjamin comes out and fights Brock Lesnar and loses. Tomorrow. Talk about Mark <laughs> I can I more likely see Triple H announcing that at, at uh, whatever, Fastlane, uh, Brock Lesnar will have to defend his championship Against Randy Orton. That better not fucking happen. I can see that happening. Because Randy Orton is still with the authority. I can see... No, he's Randy not. Orton. No, he isn't. I, he's not? No. R- Randy Orton, Why? before he got injured, was showing... He completely went against the authority. Did he? Yeah. And then he, even at the uh, house shows. Well, those are house shows. I mean, he can still easily come back at with the authority. Uh, at that point, I mean, I guess people like you already forgot that Randy Orton yeah. was kind of turned off on the... Exactly. But not to spend any more time on that. <laughs> Roman you. Reigns Roman Reigns came out uh, after Triple H, and Triple H said, good luck in this match, where Roman Reigns defeated Big Show. Uh, I like how powerful Roman Reigns was being in this match, but... I like how he threw him off the top turnbuckle. That there was a flaw to me. Why? A flaw being when Big Show on the top turnbuckle was it was Roman Reigns, boom, nailed two Superman punches on Big Show. And in my opinion, it was flawed for the fact that if you're if you're Roman Reigns right now, you won the Royal Rumble, you're guaranteed a WrestleMania shot, and they say that Brock is the guy to beat right now, you should be sending messages to Brock Lesnar. As soon as you have that first match after winning the Rumble, you need to be sending uh, messages to Brock Lesnar. Big Show was on the top rope. Boom. You swing him off at five. All right. I, I approve of this message. I like it. I like so what I'm that's, hearing. That's, what, that's my gripe with that. Um, I mean, realistically, I can see him doing a Samoan drop more than But Brock's that. thing isn't a Samoan drop, so. Yeah, I know. I could see something like that more likely to happen than an F5, but I like your idea of the F5. Yeah. Um, you after, also had. After that, Seth Rollins was in the ring cutting uh, a promo. 
about how close he came to becoming WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, and he spoke about breaking Brock's ribs and said that he still the, has the Money in the Bank briefcase. And then he issued the open challenge to anyone and Ryback stepped up and uh, him and J&J Security were beating him down. But Eric Rowan ran down and he was getting beat up. Dolph Ziggler came out. They were getting the best of Rollins and then ultimately J and, and also J&J Security. But then J&J Security got away and Rollins got away. So you got to somehow picture that there's going to be a bigger thing with like I was speaking about earlier, Dolph Ziggler, Eric Rowan, and uh, Ryback here are showing they're they're still unified. So there has to be something further down the line with them, maybe. I'll be honest, I'm falling asleep over here. Why? I'm just so tired. Uh, just having a long day and everything. Plus, it's getting dark already. Um, Turn on a light, dickhead. I can't because then you're going to yell at me for walking away from the show. Uh, you also had Tyson Kidd defeating Jay Uso. Um, good match. It's nice to see a change up from the normal Uso match between Miz and Uso. Yeah, it's good to see that the Uso. I mean, hopefully the Usos are going to be starting to relate to uh, uh, the Masters of the... Are they really going by Masters of the Universe or no? In my book, they are. Like, It would be nice to see them put a program together. Um, and start being used because Kid and Cesaro, there's no reason why they, I mean, they mentioned Cole, I think mentioned it. There's no reason why these guys shouldn't be considered number one contenders. Uh, yeah. And the things to mention here were that Cesaro and Natalia were in Kid's corner and that Jimmy and Naomi were with Jay. Yeah. Uh, I know you didn't, you were pissed off with Natalia, how they don't, do they just randomly... Well, yeah, I just don't like how they're um, inconsistent with who's with who at ringside, especially when they're uh, they're married and everything. I just think that right, they are married. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just think that there's give me a reason why there's some days that Tyson Kidd isn't with Natalia. Why isn't N N Natalia alongside Tyson Kidd at times? Are they having a problem that day or? I don't know. Watch. It's going to play out on Total Divas that they had a back backstage fight that day or a disagreement or Natalia got to the arena without him. I don't know. Even uh, more so to take away from this is I wonder if Cesaro and Adam Rose and Tyson Kidd got in trouble for their those Bullet Club-esque shirts. I would say no because, because Kidd picked up SmackDown, the But on SmackDown – Cesaro was just wearing a plain black shirt, which could have been that shirt inside out or something. So I don't, that, that shirt that was so that was featured on the Royal Rumble the night before was nowhere to be found. Hey, you sometimes Vince McMahon Arthur said grab the brass ring. What? Yeah, I said, who are you, Arthur Fonzarelli? Oh. <laughs> Vince McMahon said grab What's the next thing you can say I and O? I mean and U and E. Now you, you lost me. Because you were like, hey. And then I said, who are you, Arthur Fonzarelli? You're like, oh. oh, oh. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. I got you. Um, yeah. Uh, he said, grab the brass ring and everything. And sometimes numerous wrestlers from the past have said it. You have to go against the green. Which we know, Vince McMahon. Which we know. You have to go against what you're being told and kind of just like impromptu and do what you, what you see best for your character. Even if it's you don't run a past creative, you don't run a past Vince, you just do it. 
So in that regards, if this is what they did, they just decided we're going to wear this T-shirt, kind of like how Tyson Kidd wore that um, that Bank on Kid T-shirt. Oh, yeah. So Sometimes you just have to do it to get that sort of a reaction. You may not be a positive thing, but it still gets you gets a lot more talk than uh, what anybody else is going to have for you. Yeah, but maybe we'll – I still don't believe a word, Vince McMahon, for most part, what he said on Stone Cold's podcast. Maybe Stone Cold will ask Triple H this, this Monday night. Different questions and we'll get better answers. I think that um, Chris Jericho interviewed Triple H a few weeks ago or a mo- few months ago for two hours or more. And I feel like there's just it's just going to be a repeat. I think I think the reason why they're having Triple H on Stone Cold's podcast is to fix whatever Vince McMahon did on on uh, Stone Cold's podcast. So when did they announce the Stone Cold? They announced it. When? I could swear it was after the Rumble. I think it was during Monday Night Raw, uh, during the Raw Rumble that they announced that he was going to be on the. Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast, which is why I think that that's not a factor in the with it. With what? Uh, with the results, the turnout of the Royal Rumble. I don't think that it's it's I fun. I didn't just that. I didn't just say that though. What did you say? The to fix what Vince McMahon did on his on Stone Cold. Oh, podcast. I thought I thought you said fix what no, happened at Rumble with, with Vince McMahon saying, "Oh, nobody nobody's good enough to they don't grow out there and go out there and grab the brass ring." Nobody's well, I, good I, at WWE except for these three or whatever. Those that like Triple H already said pretty much the same what? thing, saying how on the on Chris Jericho's podcast, Talk Is Jericho on uh, podcast one, he was saying on his podcast that uh, these wrestlers they have to they're not grabbing the brass ring. He pretty much agreed with him and said even though this Triple H interview was before Vince McMahon's interview, this was well before it. But he said that the wrestlers today, if they don't perform um, up to the capab- their potential, it's only their fault. It's not creative. It's not Vince. It's not the writers. It's not whoever's fault. It is nothing but their own because they have a million other – a million more um, things given to them compared to the past. Like now that you have the performance center where you have your, your gym 24-7, you have 10 rings, you have a promo class – you have an acting class. You have all of these things that they didn't offer the guys like Triple H, The Rock, back in the Attitude Era and before them. They weren't offered these opportunities while and advantages. While now that they're being offered, you pretty much – there's no reason why you can't step up to be what this uh, past wrestler was. But in the same sense, Curtis Axel, he has everything. They go – Put him down in NXT, and then this happens at the Royal Rumble. He should have never been in the Royal Rumble. Well, at the same time, we've seen same thing could be said with Sin Cara. I mean, we were seeing Sin, like right. that kind of um, mix of the main roster in NXT. Same thing with uh, Tyson Kidd, a little bit less, just because he was getting so much recognition on NXT. Well, um, I think I think less, even more so with Sin Cara because Sin Cara, yeah, Sin Cara didn't go down there to improve himself. He just went down there. He worked matches. I think he, Curtis he Axel went, went into you know, the office well, of William Regal and said, "I want to improve or story, whatever I want." Yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, realistically, Sin Cara was on the main roster. He was losing, but and right. then he goes into NXT and he wants to improve. He wants to better himself, I guess. 
but he's still losing on main television. So I, I mean, it's I don't not even though Sin Cara is also winning matches. He's never he's never been to a point where he's losing, 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 losing like Dean Ambrose. That's how I've seen it. That's not true at all. I've seen it. Sin Cara has picked up tons of victories. I don't know. Maybe I just maybe they're all on superstars in main event that I or they're just so or I'm just not recognizing. Even most recently, he picked up that victory against Wade Barrett. So I'm talking about Sin Cara from like what two years ago? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm not too sure. Like maybe two years ago. All right, let's get back to the task though. Yeah, after after the tag match, we had Rusev and Lana cut their promo, and they were both furious. <laughs> which I like that side of Rusev, even though he still just sounds like um, what's his name, Triumph the insult comic dog. But he was saying that he should be the one facing Brock Lesnar at Mania, and instead he has to face someone that isn't even champion. That being John Cena, and he called John Cena a man of the past. What I don't like is why do you why do they say that Rusev should have won? Rusev should move on because because Rusev the Rock the Rusev Rock Rusev got, didn't because the Rock the Rock got involved and basically fucked up all chances. What do you mean? The Rock was involved with all of that. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. I just Eric, to say on the same account, Eric Rowan got involved and assisted with the which Curtis Axel went to Twitter about it though. Mm-hmm. But uh, John Cena came out, and it was more of an edgy side than we're used to seeing of Cena, as of oh. late at least. I'm saying that Eric Rowan, in regards to him oh, not with Luke involved with the match, yeah, him not being involved with the match and getting involved, while The Rock not being involved with the match is getting involved. But I'm uh, keep yeah, on but, going. Yeah, in the same sense, that that was one end of one spectrum. Yeah, I know, yeah, the two. I know one end of the Royal Rumble as opposed to the other end. Yeah, no, I, I yeah. So John Cena spoke about how he was the United States champion before Rusev had pubes and Lana had boobs, which I just wanted to say something that's that's crazy. Lana definitely does not have pubes. She is definitely <laughs> a clean beaver down there. Okay, relax. But I was just going to say that I thought it was crazy that even if that might not be true, that John Cena was 27 and both Rusev and Lana were 19 when John Cena won the title at WrestleMania, won the U.S. championship at WrestleMania. Yeah, I don't know why he would say that. That's so obscure. I don't know, like... Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. Now I'm not even getting into it. But, it's uh... So, it's just so random. But to end, like, end the to end the segment, John Cena was ready to go, and big shocker, Rusev walked away. As he always does. And uh, after that, we had Nikki Bella versus Paige announced for the championship. Announced, no, a, yeah, championship match between them announced for Fastlane. And Renee Young was interviewing Paige backstage, but Brie and Nikki interrupted, made fun of Paige's skin, and then cut probably the dumbest quote-unquote burn promo ever. I don't know yeah. who, who the fuck wrote that promo. All I know is it's always great to make fun of people's skin colors on te- on WWE television. I mean, I guess we're not uh, – I we shouldn't be surprised considering that Vince McMahon is uh, behind all of this. Yeah, well, but Paige... We know his past. Paige ended up attacking uh, the Bellas, but the Bellas got the better of it. And uh, like I said earlier, I guess maybe Nikki is using that form as a new finisher because she used it then too, so... Maybe. I think that's so BS that you do uh, point out someone's skin color. That should never be uh, an impact in a promo at all. I but feel what, like what about when somebody says, like, oh, I'm so tan, I'm this, I'm that. 
What do you mean? Like tan? That's like a skin color. Who said? Who? I don't know before. who the fuck. I don't fucking know. Yeah, but tanning is artificial. That's artificial. While being pale, being black, being whatever you are, that is who you are. Like, and I just feel like it's kind of like a. It's an awkward place to take a, a heel promo. And I think it's kind of unnecessary. Yeah. Um, go on to the main event, though. No. There was still the tag team match. Oh, I thought you started talking about that. No, we had the Ascension defeating Goldust and Stardust. Which, I guess the main thing to just take away from this is that Stardust tagged himself in and lost Line the tag. match. Yes, lost the match. Which, I guess this could be what we want to lead up to Mania, where there's where they're gonna split it like fast lane or something and lead to a match between the two. Yeah. I, I definitely I think this is gonna happen. I mean, I don't know if you saw the backstage fallout, but Stardust was doing his interview, but he was so out there as his character is, and I love it. He's out there talking about the uh the galaxies, and Goldust comes in and just like pretty much just like tells him to Get his mind out of the gutter. Get what's what's his deal, and then walks away from him. And I thought it was. I I think he slapped him. I think he slapped him. But I really think that this is going to build up and break down after uh, fast lane. Yeah. Or at least me. I'm sure me and you both hope for it. Yeah. And uh, I guess just talking about the match though, it was good. Uh, but in no way in hell does the Ascension work as a powerful tag team like LOD or Demolition. Which I'm fine with, just as long as they don't bill them like that anymore. Exactly. As which, long they, as they, which they're starting to get get away from yeah. that. Even as though the commentators they, still bring that shit up. As long as you accept, not them as wrestlers, but the commentators and the creative accept who they are. Because they're, they're not powerful. They're not that. They shouldn't be billed as that. Build them as, a, as you said before, strength combined with speed. Combine, uh, build it as something in regards to that. Not a straight, powerful, LOD-ish. APA-ish uh, tag team. Right. Uh, moving on yeah. from that. Daniel Bryan took no, on Kane. No, 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 no. Oh, there sorry. was uh, maybe more of a tease at a split maybe between Miz and Mizdow when uh, Zack Ryder, he was backstage with some divas. Oh, and, I saw this. Uh, and a magician. And the dude was like, and Miz like, oh, that's fake or whatever. The dude's like, well, I'll teach you. I'll teach you how to do a trick. And he teaches the trick and Ends up with a, an egg getting smashed over Miz's head. And Miz down making fun of it. And Miz down yeah, getting most of the, the, like, oh, I'm a fan of yours. Miz went in for the handshake. No, 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 it's actually Miz down. But, and then after that, Bray Wyatt cut a promo about how he's different than us and how he likes things that, that parents shield their kids from. So I don't know where they're going with Bray Wyatt from here. Whether it be Undertaker or somebody else, I have no clue. They, I keep on reading that it's a lock that Bray Wyatt's going to take on The Undertaker. It would be amazing if that, um, I think it would, who was it? John, uh, no, um, who was the comment? Steve, right? Uh, that um, tossed out that. Uh, yeah, with Kane and Taker? Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. With uh, Balor. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it was Disgruntled Dork. Um I think that would be fascinating because they can technically have that happen currently. Because all right, so Balor loses in that tournament that uh, that's upcoming that's supposed to come to a closure. So you still have time to build on this for WrestleMania, and Balor isn't supposed to be 
I'm saying it as if I know for a fact, isn't supposed to na- uh, be in NXT for a long time. He should be brought up pretty much before anybody else. So that would be kind of interesting if this entire promo cutting by Bray Wyatt is just to delay Finn Balor coming in. It, yeah, it's interesting to see. Nobody, yeah. You won't know until you know. Uh, no, not, not at all. And the main event, like Dave was saying, uh, casket match, Daniel Bryan defeated Kane. Yeah, it was a very it was a fun match to watch. I thought it, it was, was I thought it was great. I didn't expect to like it, but I really enjoyed this match. The one thing I hate is Kane selling whenever he's in the casket or going near the casket. I just think like um I mean coming like being an actor, a great actor from See No Evil to I, I just don't I don't like it. That kind of sounds like you're being sarcastic, which no, he was actually pretty good in that movie. Yeah, but I, I, I didn't like. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, I, I could see I, that not, being not, very. I don't quite know what you're talking about. I feel but. like it could be very difficult to sell. Like how he every time he got into the, uh, the casket, he was like just. I didn't. I couldn't I buy him selling it. But there was there was a lot of back and forth between the two of who was actually in the casket and who might lose, and. I really, really popped huge for when Daniel Bryan locked the yes lock in the casket and on the ring apron. That was such a cool fucking thing. Yeah, so, that was a cool spot. And Daniel Bryan ended up winning, so what does that yeah. give him? Big whoop, and, right? And then uh, backstage they showed uh, Kane getting, well, not on television, but they had Kane being rolled out in the casket. And back In the back they opened up the casket, and Kane pops up, and he's huffing and puffing. He's out of breath. He has no clue. It's as if he's coming out of a concussion. And I'm like watching it. And I'm just like, why? He couldn't read. There's no lock on the casket. There, like, <laughs> like, there's yeah. no lock on the casket. Nothing's prepared there are, him, like, there are locks on the – they have to have locks though. No, but not on not, – no, they don't have not a lock. Not on this particular one. Like he could easily just push the casket open and pop on up and be like – I can breathe again. Or I, I have just... you ever been inside a casket? No, I'm not into that kind of stuff. So then you can't say that it was that easy for Kane. But I mean, out. I just it, to me, it's corny. To me, it's corny. If yeah. if they're not, I mean, and that's why I'm they not showed it on TV. So yeah. So that was SmackDown. TV. We're gonna have the first live actual wrestling of Raw next week. Um, or well, you don't think a match like that is corny? Casket. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's eventful it's and everything, the but the as, fact that same the thing fact as that, an ambulance like, match, it's everything. Every match in wrestling has their corny side to but, it. But so. I mean, like once that casket closes, nothing's stopping you from opening it. If there was a lock on there, now You're that's what ruining I think wrestling, David. But that's the thing; it should You're be ruining put, it. Hold on, put put the casket Let's move lid on down. To indie wrestling, come on! And then to win the match, you have to lock a lock. You're ruining to, it. That casket down because. Unless you put that lock on there, nothing prevents you from opening it. Does the dumpster match put a lock on there? No, but they should have. Moving on, moving on. Let's move away from WWE unless you have any outside the ring news, right? Nothing, right? Um, No, moving on. Want to take a break? No, I don't. Let's let's go on to indie wrestling right now. Or do you want to go on to NXT? Oh, fuck, dude. NXT, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> All right, WWE NXT uh, took place this past week, obviously. The Lucha Dragons, the tag team champions, took on Buddy Murphy and Wesley uh, Blake, who defeated the um, Vaugh Villains last week to become number one contenders. And your new tag team champions, Buddy Murphy and Wesley Blake. 
Uh, very a surprising victory because it kind of did come out of nowhere for this win. But I think that they do have a lot of talent. They do have the look. They do. I don't really know their promo skills yet. Do you have you heard them or no? After their match, it wasn't so great, but I like I haven't even there's heard. Always room for improvement. Uh, yeah, I mean, and that's why they're in NXT. But I'm a okay with them being the winners. I like the fact that you're bringing in more tag teams to NXT, which I feel like they do lack in. Um, and hopefully, this is. I mean, as I just said, like they have a lack of tag teams in NXT. I think that Lucha Dragons losing is the sign that Kalisto and Sinco- uh, well, Kalisto may be on his way up to the main stage. Hopefully, um, yeah, you also very much so. Hopefully, yeah. You they also continue that number one contendership match uh, tournament. For the NXT Championship, Adrian Neville defeated uh, Tyson Kidd, and uh, Baron Corbin defeated uh, Bull Dempsey. So those Neville and Corbin are going to be advancing. What were the matches now? Um, I Baron think... versus Bull. No, no, no. Uh, for now, what is mean? it? Oh, it's Neville versus Corbin, right? I don't know. All right. Well, they're going to be advancing. Um. Yeah, what else is there? Indie wrestling? Oh, solid. Oh, and they oh. had that. Oh, yeah, that too. I was going to say the contract signing, but. Which was yeah. a very well done contract signing between the two of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. But more importantly, from the first match, they had Tyson Kidd versus. Or second match was Tyson Kidd versus uh, Adrian Neville. And in the middle, there was. And it was Solomon Crow hacking in. Yeah, Solomon Crow hack. Which I I think the internet it was world it was trending worldwide and I'm very excited I think that this hacker gimmick will work and you said that you thought it was cheesy right or no am I, I wrong I I do but we'll see how it works I don't know but, I feel I feel like it's almost compared to uh, DDP Stalker okay so um, but I mean I was a fan of that too. I mean, look at the. the way I, I was I was a fan of it as well, but that was if, a complete shock to but everyone. If, right, but if I go and put myself, if if that was 2015 right now, if, or if I was 25 then, uh-huh. I don't think I would have liked that. Just like I say, I don't like the. I don't. I wouldn't have liked the NWO. I, I'm not not to sound well. Yeah, to sound like a mark. I, even till this day, when I do watch that, where DDP unveils himself. I still get goosebumps because I just because DDP sells it like a fucking champ. He's that mask off. He's fucking and the crowd like erupts and it's just like so. You wouldn't buy that if you went back and watched I don't. The, hey? There's I don't know. I, I would. I, I would know. mark. I would. You would mark it out for it. If I, would, I, if I, I was 25, then I don't think so. If if I was 25 and I had if I had this podcast going for four years or whatever, and I was going through it all, I. Don't I don't feel like I would have. I, I would mark for it because it would be something I wouldn't expect. But let's be realistic. The internet probably would have spoiled it oh. long ago. Hey, happy uh, – is it four-year anniversary today actually? I don't know. Is it? <laughs> I have, think it oh, is. Have we been doing it that long? Yeah. No. Yeah, it's the four-year anniversary of this show. No, yeah, stop. January really? 30th. Yeah, it's the four-year four anniversary. Wow. <laughs> I was just a 21-year-old. Wait, are you like yanking my chain right now? No, I swear to God. It's four-year no. anniversary today. Yeah. Because it was the, the the first episode was the one leading up to the Royal Rumble or leading or after the Rumble? Leading up to. Yeah, so or, it was. it's around. Wait, maybe it wasn't. I know it was around this time. Yeah, wow, so it's that's the four wild. years. Yeah. Jeez. Um, 
Ah, you just threw me off. Wow, that's weird. Yeah, but I think that Solomon Crow, if you do think that it's a cheesy gimmick, the hacker. But I give uh, everything watch, time, so. Yeah, you give it time. But also, I feel like even if it's cheesy, but you Solomon can't say Crow that. is. Don't but say I mean, that. I'm, I'll say hypothetically, if a fan does think this. Yeah, but then you're going to go say, promo, go, but then you're going to say, go watch his promos at Sammy Callahan. I'm not going to say, go watch. I'm going to say his promo cutting ability is going to save whatever you may think. But that's so not necessarily be, true in the sense that we had this conversation at the start of the show with John Moxley and Dean Ambrose. So it's different and same at the same time. But that's a change of. And it's a completely change of character for Sammy. Or that, Solomon. Okay. No, no, I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. All right, let's go on to some indie uh, wrestling news. Shine 24, Mia Yim defeated Santana Garrett to uh, retain her championship. Valkyrie Ragnarok, Casey Carlisle defended her championship successfully against Mistress Belmont. And we have a few other news. Uh, where do you want to go? Five Borough Wrestling? Uh, yeah, let's do Five Borough Wrestling. Um, All right. What happened? Where is it? I messaged you some of it. Uh, the FWE? No, wait. Oh, wait. Yeah, no. Uh, five Borough. Sorry. I wrote FWE on there. Yeah, Five Borough Wrestling. We had well, first time ever Beaver Boys took on the uh, Wolves, American Wolves, Davey Richards, Eddie Edwards, uh, Beaver Boys. Uh, what do I want to say, Justin? It's <laughs> Alex Reynolds and John Silver. They picked up the victory. So. I'm. I don't know about you, but actually, I'm sure I'm so happy that uh, Beaver Boys picked up the victory over yeah. such a prominent tag team. Yeah, and I guess that might be Alex Reynolds' second match and second win against the Wolves. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and this match after that, they got on the mic and they declared that this is a they deserve a shot at the FBW tag team titles against mutton, uh, Mega Muscle. So they're putting Mega Muscle on notice. <laughs> I thought you were about to call them Mutton Chops. I was like, what? No, but talking about Mega Muscle, they defended their championship, their tag team championship, Mike Verna and Big O later on in the night, taking on Milk Chocolate, Brandon Watts, and Randy Summers. And they defended their championship successfully. So I guess now we're going to be seeing the Mega Muscle taking on um, Beaver Boys. Ugh, I hate when you do that. Sorry. We also saw a fatal four-way match between the Prince of Queens, Brian Myers, Talon, Sanjay Dutt and Drew Gulak. Sanjay Dutt walked out of there with the victory. I'm sure uh, it was one hell of a match. I'm sure it was one hell of a show. Yeah. Just, to, just to add with the tag team stuff, I'm also seeing that uh, Blake Morris and Rex Lawless tried to jump Verna and Bigo after the match or jump uh, Verna. So maybe we'll be seeing Lawless, Blake uh, versus Beaver Boys versus Bigo and Verna, which I would be entertained by. Yeah. Triple threat tag team match. I don't see why anyone wouldn't be entertained by it. Yeah. In your main event, you had Austin Aries taking on JT Dunn. Uh, Austin Aries picking up a victory. Um, overall, FBW is definitely well worth your time, well worth checking out. Yeah. Uh, they put on a ton of, or at least from like what we've been seeing, they put on a ton of great shows. Unfortunately, I've never been to one. Brandon, you have, right? I've been to two. Yeah, you've been to two. I, I'm dying to go to one. But their next event's going to be March 6th, uh, Celtic Clash. They're gonna Celtic be have- or, Cl- or Celtic? Ooh. I think Celtic. Why is, it, why is it the Boston Celtics, but it's the Celtic Warriors? Ooh. I don't know. How do they pronounce that word? How do is we it know? Celtic with a K? No, why would Celtic be with a K? 
I thought that that's what Sheamus, I always thought. Sheamus is the Celtic warrior with a C. Is it with a C or a K? It's a C. I thought it was a K when they were saying Celtic. Nope. I don't know. I'll investigate. Uh, you're going to be seeing the FBW heavyweight champion of Papa Don, Drew Gulak, Trent Beretta. Well, Trent. Uh, Tony Nese, Jigsaw, Tommy Dreamer, and a ton more. March 6th in Brooklyn, New York. Go visit 5BoroughWrestling.com for more information. Yeah, the Sanctuary also took place this past weekend. Uh, this past Sunday, new first ever Sanctuary champion crown there. That being Atu. The monster Atu. The, the Doomsday Atu. Yeah, the, the, king, the king god. There's no way – I don't understand how anybody – I love the way that this uh, – the Royal Rumble or battle, the Royal Rumble that they took place, the Stampede match. I loved how once Atu made his way to the ring, everybody stopped. It was like once his music hit, fear struck all of them. Two guys eliminated themselves out of fear and he just tore apart everyone. You had uh, – the Prince of Eighth set, uh, Aesthetics, Damian Gibbs, making – I think he was the last entrant into the Royal Rumble. And he just chilled on the uh, on the ramp, just really playing very cocky, uh, waiting, picking and choosing when he's actually going to enter the ring. You had so much going on. And TDS, you had uh, Too Hot Steve Scott, everything. Matt McIntosh. It was so cool to just watch. Yeah. What were you? What any thoughts that you took away from it? I love the sanctuary. I think it's great. I think it's a, such a, a kick-ass venue. And uh, wow. it, you've been to the venue. It's, 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 it. it's an old church, so they basically just converted it into a wrestling thing. They they add, they threw in a wrestling ring in there, threw chairs in an entranceway, and it's a, it look just looks like a regular wrestling place. And, Except it's like you look up. There's there's I don't know what they are, but. Christian things or church things everywhere. <laughs> I'm Jewish, so I don't know what to call them. They could be apostles or anything. I have no idea. Apostles? Yeah, I don't know. Jesus had apostles or something? Uh, I don't know. I think so. I think they were apostles. <laughs> something like that. Some word that sounds similar to that. <laughs> I but, don't know. It could, be, um, it could be Mary up there. I don't know who she is. I don't know. It could be... Um, Hold on. So, yeah, but go check out this. If you cannot attend it, they have been putting all of their uh, events for free streaming on YouTube. So you can go watch them there. At the next event, February 22nd, it's Fatal 4-Way. Wait, that can't be right. Why? Well, February 22nd. Okay, right. Yeah. Never mind. You're going to be seeing Damian Gibbs versus Anthony Bowens versus Marcy versus Ben Ortiz. The winner becomes the number one contender. And faces Atu for the championship. It's so, I mean, during the match we saw Marcy was the last person be, to be eliminated. He stuck around, I think he was the number two. I was going to say one, but I guess two was right. I think he was two. Oh, yeah, so, two. Wait, I'm trying to think. Was well, I think he might have been one or two. He two, may have been number was, one. I think two was McIntosh, wasn't it? No, no, it's two hot Steve Scott. Oh, right, right. Because McIntosh cashed in his Oh, uh, right, right, as number three. Picking. As number three or four or something. Which is a very awkward picking. I mean, if you have that opportunity, wouldn't you pick number 30? While he was in there, he could help. Yeah, he wanted to help his uh, teammates out. Yeah. But Marcy, I mean, he was the Iron Man of that competition, sticking around right to the end. Gibbs kind of holding back was really frightened by Atu. 
Bowens, we didn't get to the chance to see at Stampede. So we don't really know where he's going to stand with uh, Atu. We do know that he goes back with Gibbs in their feud. And Ben Ortiz, we, he's the only person that really was able to uh, stand face-to-face against the monster Atu. Yeah. So it's really going to be interesting to see where this, uh, how this plays out. How John Trotsky is going to manage uh, two hot Steve Scott McIntosh in, their, in that little uh, that group. So go check them out. Go support them. Go show them some love. Uh, it takes place in Hazleton, Pennsylvania. The Facebook page is facebook.com slash sanctuarypa. Um, and then sanctuarypa.tv is their website. So go check it out. In addition to those, we also had this past week. International Wrestling Federation presents the chosen one to decide to declare the IWF world title um, and because it was vacant. So they started off the event. They had the IWF world title on the line first round. They had UA Nation defeating Matt Seidel. When uh, what else did they have? Uh, the ICW heavyweight champion. Uh, Drew Galloway defended, or I don't know if he defended the championship, but he was champion there. Yeah, it's, it gets it gets confusing, but yeah, he, he defeated Tommaso Ciampa to advance in the IWF World Title Tournament. Yeah, also to advance, uh, Chris Hero defeated ACH. Yeah, and you also saw Brian Cage pick up the victory against Chris Hero. And wait, well, um, Brian Cage defeated part of the first round already. Brian Cage defeated Biff Busick to advance, and then on to your match. And then they had the final four-way yeah, elimination match. Yeah, it was a match. final four-way. So Brian Cage picked up the victory there against Chris Hero, Drew Galloway, and Uha Nation. So is, yeah. he the, is he now the champion? Yes, Brian Cage is the IWF world champion. Yeah. Um, that alone, I, I would be entertained to see this match. I mean, Uha Nation is making a big name for himself on Independent. Drew Gul- uh, Drew Gulak. I mean, Drew so, Gul- so is Brian Cage. Oh, yeah, no. I'm, I was, like, making my way down. Brian Cage has been the same thing. I mean, I've been <laughs> hyping him up on the podcast on the podcast so often. Drew G- uh, Galloway being Drew uh, – what even was he? McIntyre. This match I would would have loved to see. Also, they had the Young Bucks defeating Shane Strickland and Trevor Lee, which was probably a treat of its own. I just want to say that I, I laughed that – I don't know if people are going to question why I laughed, but I laughed because you said I was making my way down. and <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting you to start singing that song. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was that it for, for independent wrestling? That's all the independent wrestling news. We have a few upcoming events, though. Yeah, on February sixth, um, you're gonna be. You could see big time wrestling and D two W. Also on February seventh, you could go check out big time wrestling again. You got Ace A C E. You got F W E Monster Factory, S W A, and W X W C four. And then on February eleventh, you have New Japan Pro Wrestling. We will cover all of that, uh, all of those results when we get up to it, and let's get on to some uh, shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Make sure you go check out Jason Linick at facebook.com slash Jason Linick, uh, the ring announcer for NYWC and the voice of the Long Island Ducks. He is going to be shaving his head 
Uh, for a cure for childhood cancers, um, all donations are um, are welcome. Go visit stbaldricks.org. It's going to be taking place March 15th in Islip, New York at Lily Flanagan's. If you would like to, uh, more information, go check him out, facebook.com slash Jason Linick, or you could call 888-899-2253 and make your donation in support of uh, Jason with this cause. Did you say the area code? Uh, 888. It was just like one. Eight eight eight. Oh, okay. Stupid. Yeah, I'm sure. Like when you call up, they say like you just say like I'm making a donation. Uh, I don't know how does I don't know how yeah, that goes. I don't know. Yeah, probably that. Though. Like to, like I'm sponsoring Jason Linick for this event. On uh, talking about events on February seventh, freezing for a reason. Um, the Special Olympics in Florida raising money with the Polar uh, Polar Plunge 2015. Team NXT. Your favorite superstars, Daniel uh, Brooke, Bailey, Finn Balor, Sol- Solomon Crowe, Be- uh, Becky Lynch, Tyler Breeze, and uh, CJ Parker are going to be participating in this. That's they in are- Florida? Yes, it's in Florida. That, that Not kinda, really much of a polar bear. It takes the polar thing <laughs> out. Yeah. Um, but it's you can go make a donation. It's all for a great cause, the Special Olympics. Go check out firstgiving.com slash team slash 283360. And that will bring you right to their page. Is that you Tom can make Brady's a, uh, hot, hot hike thing? Yeah, right? You can make a donation towards uh, the entire team, and it's for a good cause. Also, oh, I guess I have four of them. Go follow Carla Cush on Twitter at Carla Cush420. Uh, a very amazing actress. Definitely suggest you check her out. What kind of actress? Uh, what? What kind of actress? Yeah, the kind that's not really safe for work. Also, thank you to these following people me. that promoted us during the week of professional wrestling. We appreciate all of you um, big time. Without you guys, we wouldn't be nearing our 8,000 follower mark that we've been striving for for a long time. So thank you to Team Awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you describe her as a really great actress? Yes. Are you fun? Why was that even there? Why did you look her up? Yeah, but I don't know. What did you come across? She's a porn star. Oh, is she now? Yeah, she is. I don't understand why <laughs> that's fucking. Because I think that people should follow her. I don't. Why, what's so disgusting your, about being a porn star? I don't need to hear your masturbatory habits. How is that a masturbatory show? habit? What I mean, what else are you she doing? Could be a while cool, you're she could be her. a good person. I watched her tell a joke. How about that? Why do I? Oh. And I found her joke funny. I, she, okay, no, go on, Team Awesome. I'm not even lying about team that. Awesome. I, saw her... I know you're not. Team Awesome. Wait, how do you know I'm not? Cause you Did told you see me, the clip? Cause, no, because you told me you watched porn stars tell jokes. Yeah, they also read like Dr. Seuss and stuff like that. Team Awesome. I, all right, yeah, I'll talk more about it next week. Uh, Carla Cush, 420. Um, team Awesome, thank you so much for assisting with us, putting us out there. Uh, go follow them on Twitter at Team Awesome 418. Facebook.com slash Team Awesome 418. And thank you also to WWE Fan Nation, another Facebook page that is putting us out there, trying to help us get to that 8,000 follower mark and help us gain in the Facebook world. Uh, you could go check them out as well. Their Facebook is w, uh, Facebook.com slash WWE Fan Nation. Go check out Jobber Nation Radio 
at Jobber Nation. Make sure that you're giving them a listen. Go support. Go listen. I encourage you to go listen to other podcasts. Go listen to other radio shows. No reason not to. Get the opinions. Listen to other people's opinions. Everybody thinks different from us. Uh, JobberNationRadio.wix.com uh, slash JobberNation. Thank you to Raul at Money Martinez uh, 11. Weekly Wrestling Podcast at Weekly W Podcast. Go check them out. WeeklyWrestlingPodcast.com. They're on iTunes. And make sure you go buy their t-shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com. A lot of cool t-shirts. They have uh, their little Bullet Club shirt up there. So go check that out. Evan at Evan Bordner 1. Steve at Disgruntled Dork. Jasmine at Reverse Anamsage. Happy belated birthday, Jasmine. Or, or happy birthday. Maybe she listens to it tonight. That's true. That's true. Um, happy, what was it, 21st? I think so, yeah. 21st birthday, Jasmine. Try not to uh, drink too much. Um, be mod to be. Or if you do drink a lot, just make sure you, when you're drunk, you just tell everybody about marking out. Just all you do <laughs> is marking out. I'm sure all of your friends would love it. Uh, to be at NYWC underscore sign guy. Hope everything is going well with you. Enjoy the uh, NYWC festivities on Saturday in Deer Park, New York. Thank you to AJ at DrewFem97. John at John Griffin. Michael at MJHoops13. And Ali at, um, at Ali BNJIE96. Thank you, everybody, for helping us get so close to 8,000. We are just over. All we need is around 25, just over 25 followers. Please help us get to that 8,000 mark. Thank you. Um, Brandon, you got any uh, shout-outs? I've actually been uh, forgetting to give this an anti-shout-out, but to iTunes, because they did away with the free music singles of the week. And, Wait, uh, really? Yeah, in 2015, they stopped doing it. That's bullshit. And I've been downloading the free singles of the week for almost like bi-monthly till from like, what, from like 2006, 2005 or whatever. Even like bands that you're not interested in or? If I if I listen to it and I like it, I listen to, I, I mean, I sometimes downloaded uh, the the iTunes Latino, whatever they would call it. Like, so really, I, I've, I have songs in Spanish that I liked that I downloaded right. tons of it, but, uh, cool. Now they're just done. So that sucks. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I will, however, be giving a shout out next to, uh, Fleetwood Mac. I went and saw them the other night and it was really cool to hear Christine McVie with them again. I heard them. I went and saw them two years ago. I think it was now. And, uh, she wasn't with them, but it's good. Uh, it was awesome to hear the songs that she sang with them. And uh, last shout-out, we'll be going to Philly Cheesesteaks. Not because WWE was in Philly or anything, but I had one the other day. And I never tried it with Cheese Whiz before, which is, I guess, the standard Philly cheesesteak. So I got it. I was like, what? What? There's nothing to lose. And uh, it was really good. And I honestly, I can't believe I've never tried it with Cheese Whiz before, before that week. Before this right. week, and because uh, I normally get real cheese like provolone or something. But let's move on to our mark out moment of the week. 
our marked out moment of the week. Um, and I guess I said it at the end, the beginning of the episode. It has to be Bubba Ray Dudley returning. Well, without a question of a doubt. I uh, I made my my younger brother watch the Royal Rumble, watch parts of it because uh, I thought he would get a kick out of that. And as soon as Dudley Boy music hit, he fucking popped up and basically what I would call marking out. And uh, he did the same for a few other people, so it was nice to see that because he doesn't yeah, watch I, he doesn't watch wrestling now. And I know Chris and I were texting each other back and forth when that moment took place, and I I couldn't text you because you were in the concert, and I didn't want to spoil anything for you. Yeah, even though Mister O Honky Tonk Man. Yeah, but I also texted <laughs> you that at like eight oh five. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I guess just before we uh, officially close out the podcast, Justin Gabriel, we forgot to bring him up. Throughout the whole thing, Justin Gabriel asked for his release from WWE, was granted his release from WWE, and uh, will now, I guess, be doing stuff on the independent circuit. Uh, Looking forward to uh, seeing more. I don't think he'll have as much of an impact as Drew uh, Galloway, though. But I really don't. He might not be doing the same things as Drew. Go- uh, why do I fuck? I know. I was- <laughs> as Drew McIntyre. So. Well, yeah. best of luck to him in everything that he does. He's going to be at PWS now, tomorrow, today, yeah. whenever you're he'll listening at, to this. He'll be at Evolve. Um, so keep in touch with him. Keep in touch with him? I don't know. Keep Dear on, stay, Justin stay up, Gabriel, stay, stay updated how was with, your summer? Stay updated with the schedule. Yeah, I don't know. Because honestly, even though if WWE didn't see it or if it wasn't the cards weren't in the right place at the right time right then – Justin Gabriel is one of those guys that I stand firmly behind could have been somebody like Shawn Michaels. But. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is our podcast. Thank you very much for everybody that listened. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for following us. Thank you for liking us on Facebook. All that fun stuff. Thanks for sticking with us this long. I think this might be a record-breaking show, even if it isn't. I don't think it is. I think we've been <laughs> on for like a I while be, before. Well, because we were on for a half hour before doing notes, but now right, we're, we're, we're on we're right now for it. four and a half hours. So. We're just delaying it. We're delaying yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you very much for everything. Keep on Help us get to 8,000 followers. Please, begging you, please. Please help at, us get there. At Marking Out on Twitter, at BTTG161, at Dave the Rave underscore MO. Thank you for enjoying the show. If you did enjoy it, thanks for listening. Um, leave us Be- questions, comments. We'll answer anything. Now, we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Oh, no, I don't like saying it like that. All right, so <laughs> ready for three, two. We wish, we wish you, you the. the- Merry Christmas? No. What? We, we wish you we <laughs> wish you the, the We wish me hold on. We wish you the, the best of Best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a fantastic week. Oh! Super Bowl, quote-unquote, thing is happening this weekend. What is that about? Well, I just don't want people to drink and drive. Yeah, please do not drink and drive. And everybody knows the real Super Bowl 
is coming in just under 60 days yeah. in April I'm in more con- California at Levi's Stadium. I- I'm more like focused on Captain America versus Lord Star. I'm going with Lord Star in this Super Bowl. I don't know what that means, but I'm going Seattle. With, but I'm going with those cute little puppies. 